Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Zephcast, the show where we get to know your favorite content creators, streamers, and podcasters alike. I am your host, Zephyrs XP, and with me today, we got Twitch streamer, Aerith Stan, and my good friend, Karrion, here on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. How's your morning going so far? Zeph, thanks for asking me. Um to jump in your show i'm my morning's good i had a very uh stomach full breakfast of um mm. nasi lemak i don't know if you know it I don't know if I've and heard also oh and i have also um had uh green tea green tea mm. with condensed milk Zeph. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't tried it yet and is does it it just makes it like creamier i'm guessing or like sweeter Yep, yep, exactly. It does. I guess I've just, you should try it. I, I kind of want to. Maybe I'll do it on stream someday. Um, I've usually Ooh. I did try like uh, tea with milk like about a year ago, and it was pretty good. I guess I've just grown up my whole life just having like tea straight. I don't know why. I guess it's kind of one of those things I'm just not used to. But I, I'd be down to try it. I'm down to try anything, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember you did it. You mentioned it like last year and um, your reaction was a bit, yeah, I understand. Uh, that's why you should try with condensed milk instead. Mm, I'd be down. I'd be down to give it a shot, especially if it makes it like a little sweeter, but not too sweet. I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to like, it's like coffee because coffee is essentially just beans that's brewed through like pressurized water. So tea's kind of similar and you add milk to it. I get it. I get it. I, I, is it a thing actually i just thought of this is it a thing to like do tea with milk and then to ice it uh not here not really we we love condensed milk more okay. <laughs> but i'm pretty sure it is a thing somewhere in mm. the world the other thing I, I a lot of people say i gotta try is i think boba tea i haven't had boba mm -hmm. tea i think i might have had it one time but i don't remember like anything about it really it's the one with like the the things in it right the chunks yeah the the bubbles, uh, the bubbles that's why they yeah. call it boba it's like bubbles oh okay um okay. but the water like the drink itself other than the bubbles is actually also tea with sometimes depends with uh, condensed milk mm. I'm, I'm gonna try so if you had like bubble tea then you basically had tea with condensed milk <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. But that's like the the normal ones, because um, at least here in Asia we have a more variety of those. It's not just tea with condensed milk. Sometimes uh, we call it uh, gula melaka. Oh. It's called palm sugar. Interesting. Which it's it is sweet, but the taste is slightly different. I honestly I would prefer palm sugar, but it's not that. Um, it is easier to get here, but it's some sort of like it's a special thing, you know. You can't always have right. Oh, is <laughs> it like really, every day. really sweet or like really like not maybe that good for you? Uh, or is it just like rare to find? One is that, and then also it's just uh, harder to get. Palm Maybe. sugar. I've never heard of that either. Like pomegranates? No, no, no. P-E-L-M. Palm. Oh, oh, P-E-L. Okay. I've never heard of that before. I'm curious. I'm going to, I'm going to like re-listen to this podcast at this part. And I'm going to like look up all of this. Cause like, I, I love food. I'm a sucker for food and I love trying new foods. Like every time my wife and I go out shopping, I'm the one who's always mm -hmm. like, never tried that before, but that looks good. Let's get that. We've never had that before. Let's get that. And she's usually not as adventurous so I, i'm the one that kind of has to push her a little bit to try new things 
I think that makes at least like the day-to-day -day life a little bit more exciting, right? Oh, you I totally try can. new things. Exactly. That's what life is all about is trying new things and like going outside your comfort zone, I feel like. It's how you grow. Sure. Um, exactly, exactly. But usually to start the podcast, I always love to start with a fun icebreaker question. Do you think you're ready for the icebreaker, mm -hmm. Carrion? Gosh, do I need to have like Excel spreadsheet or something? <laughs> no, no. It's always like randomized <laughs> as to which one it picks out. And then I think this one would be a, is a funny one. If you could sure. be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose and why out of curiosity? Mm, can I just say I don't watch reality TV? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That is <laughs> the best answer in my I don't watch any reality TV show as well. So like I was expecting, I don't, I don't know. Cause there's like so many different kinds of reality TV shows and I'm not aware of like any of them, but that's like the best answer I would say. <laughs> no, no hate to anybody that does like reality TV show. Just exactly. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Why, why don't you watch reality TV show out of curiosity? Uh, because sometimes, well, previously I used to watch uh are they considered reality tv like the um the boss something like a boss uh where they bring like a ceo to go into like normal workers environments and then they pretend that they're someone else and then at the end of it they're like yeah i'm the ceo or whatever that is uh, i don't know if I've that it, it it might not be reality tv but that is the closest that i've watched gotcha. and um i don't know sometimes it just feels fake yeah I was and then say that. <laughs> and i don't know uh in in my head i have enough drama as it is my own drama that i make in my head so like who cares about other people's drama like i'm i'm living my own drama <laughs> i like it i like it yeah sometimes like watching so i've seen a little bit of reality tv show and it's just i i completely agree it's it's exhausting to watch it and the drama i totally get that part you're just like why am i stressed out and frustrated for these people's drama and it's all mostly probably scripted and, and lived out in a certain fashion to enable certain reactions from people like why am i worried about their drama when i should be caring about my own drama so i completely relate 100 percent to that i thought it'd be undercover fun boss i remember it now undercover boss undercover boss i feel like i've heard of the show before i don't think i've ever watched it before but that sounds like that'd be really interesting almost like a a secret shop of the ceo in a way Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's interesting for a few times that you watch it and then after a while you can kind of see the formula then you're just like mm, yeah sure gotcha <laughs> like i've seen a couple episodes i've seen them all kind of thing right mm -mm 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 -mm. exactly they try and like twist it a little here and there but meh it's kind of same old same old <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah exactly so first real question of the podcast for you carrion what originally got you interested in wanting to start streaming on twitch out of curiosity Honestly, I remember this like it was yesterday, all right? Um, but I don't know how the interaction like started. I really just, long story short, it's you. Really? <laughs> long story short. Yeah. Um, but initially, I've been watching some streams before, before we met as well. Um, but it's always just like, oh yeah, I just want to watch this guy play this game that I love. And then just see their reaction to it. And we just talk about it. Um, but then when uh i remember vividly i think you followed me on twitter and uh i was like 
oh who is this random dude and i saw your profile it's like you said that you were a streamer or something like that so i clicked on your twitch and i thought yeah let's just give this guy a follow why wow. not right why not <laughs> and i came into your stream and I, you know, you know how your energy is so is so wholesome, is so uplifting, and um, like every time if someone mentions a little bit of interest into streaming, you're just like, go do it, like come on, why aren't you doing it right now? Just kind of jump and in. And I was just one of your victims. Victims. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. I just um. Yeah, it was because of that. And I also, like, initially, I had this game that I was playing, uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. Earth, Earth. Right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I have a friend who uh, did not, like, just doesn't know how to play the game. Oh. And I told him, like, hey, like, uh, I can play the game and you can just come watch me. I didn't even think of doing it on Discord at that time um i thought okay how do i how do i help my friend watch me play this game i guess twitch yes twitch and the rest is history and then it exactly so i've been like playing that and i finished it for him and then i like took a break because i thought like there's no other point and then when we met and then you were like hey just try it and all that and all the encouragement just made me think like yeah why not why not but it was like a slow, harsh journey to get to it because, you know, um, I'm very uh, nervous. I get nervous very, very easily and might be obvious when I'm nervous is when I'm. Um, what's the word? <laughs> uh, what's the word? Stuttering. OK, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the same exact I, way. And, do you start or no lies? Um, but in, in my head, it's like obvious when I start to stutter. And then, like, because in my head it's obvious, other people might not notice it. Maybe people notice it, but they, they don't care. But in my head, it starts getting obvious. And then I'm like, no, I can't show people that I'm nervous. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, all the negativity goes down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why it was like really hard to get me into it but i love it so far it's been more than a year now it has yeah i think i saw did you start streaming like around like april time of 2020 like april may yeah that was when like you know just did the one one the stream one. per month <laughs> to gotta play start the game. somewhere gotta start somewhere right exactly exactly um but yeah i love it so far and then you meet like so many new people yeah and sometimes it's just like the person same with you like same when i came to your stream you're like okay let's see let's just see how this person is and then you come in it's like i can't believe this person has not been in my life uh before this you know i can't imagine life without this person anymore i want to come to the streams forever oh my goodness i i feel the exact same way honestly about like not only you but like so many other people i've met on twitch who i feel really close with like um, it, it almost feels like there's a core group of people who you like truly deeply hold and like they're the really close friends. And then of course, like, you know, there's, there's 
other viewers who kind of like shuffle in shuffle out from time to time and kind of come in and go but there's always like there really is kind of a, a core of people who just always so excited to talk about what's new in their life what games are they playing like how's everything going and and just like those people you'd want to go out to dinner with and and or have drinks with or have good conversations with and yeah meeting you and so many others has been just such a such a, a change in my life for for the better and and it's helped me in so many different as aspects of my life with communicating and public speaking and feeling confident and and just learning new tech skills i never would have thought i would have learned before and being able to i think my favorite thing is just meeting people from all across the world with different languages and different cultures and different ideas and different beliefs and just hearing how everyone is so different but also hearing how similar everyone is at the same time. Cause it's almost like you find these people from like us from halfway across the world who maybe we both like Final Fantasy VIII and we both see each other playing Final Fantasy VIII or are curious about someone playing a game we love. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's, let's talk about it. Let's learn about the game. And then all of a sudden we're talking about like food and then we're having conversations about like life and then about things far outside of gaming. And I, I really resonate a lot with what you're saying. There's always those people who just make the experience greater than just playing video games. Exactly. Like, especially as you mentioned earlier, it's like culture, right? You perhaps uh we're not familiar with people let's say of my culture before this and then now it's like oh yeah i have a really close friend karen who's from malaysia and this is what she sometimes talk about nasi lemak tejare all of the the good good stuff that i want to try and that i've never actually like maybe um not for you, but maybe like some people, like they go by the street every single day, but then you don't actually see that, oh, that restaurant is actually a Malaysian restaurant. But after like per se knowing me, they're like, oh, God damn it. I didn't know there was a Malaysian restaurant in the street that I uh, walk through, walk by every single day. I should try this restaurant. And what if, what if uh, the food that you try there will be like your new favorite food? Right. Right. There's something that you just don't like this. It might not be um, direct, like through me, you can find like something that you love, after, um, like a food that you love, a new food that you love, uh, but it somehow turned out that way, right? I think that is like yeah. the best experience to, to at least try and, <clears throat> and uh, that's what you get. At least it's easier to get with streaming rather than um, like previously I used to play MMOs. Okay. And I would also, um, you know, meet new people who are like Australian, who are American, um, from other, any other country, and will also get that experience. But that is also that is more limited, I feel, because you are like trying to focus on actually doing dailies, doing raids, all whatever that you do in MMOs. Right. Whereas this one is like you can just derail the thing if you don't feel like playing. Okay, let's just go to just chatting screen. Right, right. The best <laughs> game on talk. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, re I relate to that a lot, and I, I feel very similar, at least in like a gaming aspect with uh, like the Soulsborne games. Like I'd never had any interest in playing Bloodborne or Dark Souls mm -hmm. or any of those games because like I didn't 
quite really? feel very intrigued by them and then a lot of people were just like mm -hmm. oh you gotta try them you gotta try them kept pushing me to try them and then i played bloodborne and it's probably like one of my top three or top five favorite games of all time and then it just kind of descended into the chaos of the soulsborne <laughs> series and there's definitely a part of me that kind of wants to you know come back to final fantasy and try like other games as well but like yeah you're so right mm -hmm. just putting your foot out there trying new things that you're maybe unsure about and maybe they'll fall flat maybe you don't love them maybe they're just meh but maybe they're amazing and maybe it's something that you want to continue to have in your life every day whether that's food or games or people and relationships or just just trying new things new hobbies in life and and kind of seeing what sticks i think can I ask something? Just just derailing just a little bit, but we were talking about uh, Bloodborne, uh, yeah. but more so Dark Souls. I heard, I heard from someone with a yellow color text that uh, you <laughs> you were like pushing him to beat Dark Souls or something. Uh, Zach, out of curiosity. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so both of us are playing Dark Souls 3 right now, and we're kind of at like similar points in the game. And so we're there's almost like a race between both of us to see who's going to beat it first. Um, what's funny is that actually happened with me and uh, my friends Lowdown Justin and Argue Barmies playing Dark Souls 2. All three of us oh. were like at the exact same points. And every time I'd like end my stream, I'd go check where they're at. And we literally like progressed through the, the game at like the exact same rate. So it's pretty fun playing the games and and then going back and seeing your friends play them and see what bosses they struggle with or like how they handle certain situations and, and that's kind of just in twitch in general like if there's a game that you love to play like final fantasy 7 or final fantasy 9 or whatever the game is you almost kind of want to see how other people experience that too you want to see those first reactions you want to see those moments and just see what people think and maybe they'll get something different out of a scene or a situation or a character than you will and it almost makes you think deeper about something that you really love exactly exactly there's there's some things that you like in your head you kind of oh this this happened uh i might like it might not like bullseye to you yet but then when you see someone else experience the same thing and then it bullseye to them then like oh my god i did not i did not see that i did not notice that right. and yeah i really really do like that because you see from firsthand from other people's like perspective of the same thing right. that you experienced right yeah it's it's really it's amazing it, it really really is um one thing though we absolutely got to talk about when it comes to final fantasy is i do got to know the story behind Aerith. why is Aerith the best what where did the love of Aerith stem from what's the whole story behind Aerith? out of curiosity it's Zeph, it's Aerith. It's why Aerith. do we need to <laughs> no um she's pretty cool i'll, I'll give her I, that I, i'm actually also i've been thinking about this like even um when porto when we talked with porto i was thinking about it a lot because he asked something similar and um so i'm recollecting back my memories i played final fantasy 9 first and then i went to 7 and then 8. so when i played 7 i played it uh the first time I'm perhaps I didn't really understand death at that time because I was still young. I was like seven or eight. Um, okay. So I didn't really understand like what's going on with Aerith. Uh, like she's gone, but 
she helps us in the end i kind of mm. don't get that second playthrough third playthrough still didn't understand it that well and then something happened irl in my life um that made me at least understood death and then i questioned i played back the game and i'm like uh oh. so she's gone but she's also helping us at the end as well so is she like something greater than just an average person of course she's cetera like right, um right. it is it's in the game right but what is cetera and then it made me like think of it a lot more and she's always in my mind and come on she's pretty man she is she's she's, she is <laughs> And and then uh, so during the fourth playthrough, I like really went down to like see each and every nuance of her. Like she's not just a dried up, uh, like white mage. flat sort of character. Right. She she has so many sides of her, right? Yeah. And then um, and I don't know. It just somehow resonated with me. But like growing up, it was just like. Yeah, I love her as a character, and then that's it. And then I like watch anime, I play other games, do other stuff, and then um, I think like coming back to Crisis Core when I started playing Crisis Core, it sort of like hit me. Aerith is the best character ever of all time. You can't change my mind ever. <laughs> It just sort of like hit me, and then also like because I played Kingdom Hearts as well. Okay. When I was younger on the PS2, yeah. um, and she was there, but it at that time I thought, why is she not like cheerful? Why is she not as she was in uh, Final Fantasy VII? But now as I played like uh, Crisis Core, and then I also played Kingdom Hearts a um, few months back as well. Then you know you sort of like can see why because of things that happen in kingdom hearts that's why she's she's a little bit muddled like that mm -hmm. and maybe you know they just didn't want to concentrate on her but <laughs> come on it's Aerith. right <laughs> I, I was um, yeah um, i think i was talking to august about this a couple a couple weeks ago almost like when you when you're a kid and you experience something like a movie or a book or a video game where there's you, you almost fall in love with it for different reasons than when you are as an adult so as you play through or watch a movie multiple times as you get older and older and older your life experience almost changes how you perceive that piece of art and the art stays the same it's always been like it's exact same how it is but just as you get older you start noticing elements of like different philosophies or maybe there's like some religion kind of sprinkled in there or maybe there's different aspects of like life and death and how friendships can like stand the test of time and there's like so many deeper meanings besides just here's this really cool character that does cool limit breaks that kicks people's booties you know there's like so much more to it than that exactly things that you wouldn't like um notice when you were younger right exactly. but then when you're older and then you have experienced certain things and then it gets so obvious and it's sort of like mind-blowing in a way even though you've already played it before right right so yeah with Aerith, um i don't know i it sort of like resonated with me from there and then also like the, the things that she does like um she brings flowers into sector five sector five right i think so yeah yeah 
yeah, she's where places where you can't really grow flowers, but she's managed to grow them. And you, I found the beauty in bringing life to something that most people cannot. Yeah. And then just as well, like the her personality just resonated with me. And I was, I, I never actually imagined that I would fall for her this hard. <laughs> but playing a remake as well. It just elevated it even more. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. They they made her like they brought out so much of the characters in Final Fantasy VII. That's probably my favorite aspect of the entire game is just like how much more dialogue you get with these characters. How they the the voice actors absolutely did such a good job. Um, especially Aerith in particular. They really added that like extra sassiness that you kind of got from the text, but like really elevated it. But also had a lot of this charm and a lot of this like caringness almost and and i think they absolutely did a great job there's so it's it's crazy just how much a voice of a how the tone of a voice how someone says the the words that you read on screen can completely elevate and change uh like exactly what they're meaning behind the words so yeah i think they did a great job in remake how, how did you feel about how they brought her to life out of curiosity um i remember when um, I think the official artwork came out. I think before the game, they showed the official artwork of Aerith, right? Yeah. And then someone was asking me, Hey, Karen, how do you feel about Aerith's uh, like character design, her outfit? I'm like, is there something wrong with it? Is there a, is there a, like a smear on it or something? Because it's perfect. Right. It is a good job. Like, I, exactly. And um, I think... Either way, Japanese voice actor, English voice actor, they really brought out, like, I feel like they understood what she, who she is and what she wants. And that's how they managed to, like, bring her to what she is uh, today, as you see in the game. Because yeah. um, even Maya Sakamoto, the Japanese voice actor, she has been the voice actor for Aerith since, like, forever. Yeah. And, like, Crisis <laughs> so, Core like, and, you... and Advent Children and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So she, uh, of course, she knows Aerith, of course. She is Aerith! <laughs> and she's very <laughs> prophetic as well in uh, in her um, in her work. She, she also does lightning, do you know that? I did not know that, actually. Lightning. Final Fantasy so, thirteen yeah. fan as well, Carrion. Of course. <laughs> I bought a PS3 just for Final Fantasy thirteen okay okay um have you played all three of them 13 13 2 and lightning returns uh only lightning returns i have not mm. played it it's uh due to some personal reasons that i couldn't do it um like on day one okay and um because of that it felt like it was so it was so sad that i couldn't get it on day one so i'm like yeah i'm not i'm just not gonna get it <laughs> but i definitely want to i definitely want to get it uh i'm trying to i'm having some plans to like uh get my ps3 running or get Ooh. just get a new ps3 just just to play lightning returns yeah that would be really really cool they, they kind of have <laughs> almost like I don't know, like the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy has almost gotten lost, I feel like. There there hasn't been any remasters of it or anything with PS4, PS5. There is stuff on Steam and you can kind of get mods to enhance it, but it's weird how they're re-releasing like 12 and 10 and and just all these different games and of course 7 and, and remastering 8 and stuff, but just 13 kind of feels like it's getting lost a little bit. 
I honestly thought they would say something in TGS. Yeah. The Tokyo Game Studio a few weeks back. I honestly thought they might have like hinted something about it. But so I was a bit upset that they didn't. But of course, they did like release the games that they were going to talk about, and the、mm-hmm. theme wasn't in there. But I was like, just, just, baby, just give me a hint. Right. Right. <laughs> What are thoughts on Tifa? Out of curiosity, is Tifa? Do you kind of hold some similar feelings from Aerith to Tifa, or is it just completely separate? Or why not both? Um. Okay. So, long story short, after remake, I like Tifa.、Mm-hmm. Before remake, I didn't. But but、uh, when I was playing the first game, I mean seven. The OG, the OG.、Yeah. I honestly like thought like Tifa was sort of an afterthought. Oh, and they just like put in Tifa just so that she can take care of Cloud when the things happen to him.、Hmm. You know the the Mako、uh, toxification is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the like Mako poisoning when he like yeah, fell poisoning, in the live stream.、Yeah. Yeah. So in in my head,、uh, when I was younger, when I was seven,、uh, was was just that like it felt like she didn't have a purpose until、uh, Cloud got poisoning, and then that that's her purpose, and she's fulfilling her purpose, and then she's an afterthought again. Interesting. Interesting way so, of like seeing it. And also,、um, like maybe in the first part of the game,、uh, she felt a bit naggy. Interesting. And like I had enough of that with my parents, so、mm. I don't want that in a video game. So that is the main reason why I didn't like Tifa. It's it's totally separate from Aerith. It's not an Aerith versus Tifa for Cloud yeah, sort of situation.、Different. Although previously I did, I was like,、um, I did like Cloud with Aerith instead.、Uh, but it's not it's not because of Tifa. I like I hated Tifa or anything.、Um, but yeah, I really felt like she she just she wasn't like she was an afterthought. She wasn't shouldn't have may have not been the initial like supposedly party member. She could have been something similar to like Vincent or Yuffie, that you know optional. But they just put her in the main party instead of being optional.、Um, but then playing remake, she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. But of course, I went in remake with an open mind. I went in thinking, okay, let's give Tifa a second chance. Let's see what she has to bring on board, and if she's amazing character. And I'm glad I opened up. Like I had an open mind. I hope had an open heart. She's she's amazing, and I I honestly like. You remember how they mentioned just very slightly that he wanted to go shopping? Yes. And. That cloud would carry their bags for the bag. Yes, the bags. I want to see that, man. I want to <laughs> see that. I, I always felt like Tifa was just more of like she was very reserved and and kept to herself. She was almost like a not not scared, but just like reserved. But she, it's so funny. She was almost like polar opposites of personality: shy and reserved on one side, but would absolutely smash and kick butt on the other side.、Um, and I always felt like she was, she was like looking after Cloud. That was kind of the as like a childhood friend. Maybe it 
turned into like a love interest as the game kind of progressed on but i, I always kind of just felt like she was more watching over her friend because she noticed cloud was really weird and that's another aspect i love about final fantasy 7 is that there's this whole this huge backstory before the game even starts and then right when the game starts like all the pieces are already laid in motion and it's just playing out as it does and when i was kind of the same way when it came to cloud like playing the original game and i've played it many 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 times i never quite perceived cloud as this kind of i don't know this like asshole character really but they did such a good job of bringing that out in, in remake i always perceived him as more of just kind of a loner just kind of like leave me alone i'm keeping to myself kind of like a lone wolf mentality but when playing through mm -hmm. a remake they really gave him that edginess that jerk attitude that like he's not only trying to be alone but he's like trying to actively push people away and just be a jerk about everything and i always felt like he wasn't originally like that as he was a teenager growing up and that's where tifa's kind of noticing like weird aspects of him like why is he so aggressive why is he so mean why does he keep falling over and like having these weird attack like panic attacks and stuff like what's going on with with my childhood friend here and i always kind of felt she was just trying to keep an eye on him and and make sure he's okay so it's 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 interesting that everybody can play these games and perceive characters differently and kind of feel different things for different characters and again as you get older and you go back and experience it again maybe as an adult you start to see certain elements that you didn't see before because you've experienced you know that kind of friendship or or loss or you've experienced love or whatever the emotions are you can almost kind of notice subtle hints here and there that you would have missed as you were younger exactly <laughs> especially like a lot of uh if you were watching like movies and tv and then there's some like subtle adult jokes and oh, it yeah. just like went over your head when you right. were younger but then now you hear like wow how did that get past the board right right <laughs> i feel that way with like pixar movies honestly like pixar movies are kind of those movies where you can watch them as a kid and love them and then as you watch them again as an adult there's so many of those little cues and some humorous stuff some like really dark stuff some really mm -hmm. traumatic stuff and love stuff and just things like those subtle hints that you don't pick up on and it makes me excited as i get older and wanting to go back and play final fantasy 7 that's that's my favorite game of all time to go back and play it when i'm 30 and 40 and 50 and see how i perceive it differently because it'll always be the same game like that original game but as i get older seeing how i perceive it differently I think it's also the same with other like consume medias like um reading books even yeah like many people can read the same book but then people would perceive it in a different way and then that's how you get discussions like book clubs and all that right people coming in to talk about the same book and then there's so much discussion and uh, that's why i love playing video games and also reading books it, it gives the same drive especially yeah. if you read with other people as well would you consider final fantasy 7 to be like your definitive number one game of all time or is there a different game that kind of holds that spot for you it's really tough to say even now i've been like people have been asking and i've it's so hard to tell if you give me a top three though okay. it'd be easier top three so top three i like seven eight nine <laughs> just, just so, PlayStation and, and, ones. <laughs> Like honestly, the the first okay, the first video game I played was Pokemon, but um Pokemon is just Pokemon to me. It is it wasn't really like special in my heart. 
But when we got a PS One,、uh, I didn't have any consoles before that. My my family had、um, SNES. Okay. But not me, you know, in in a sense that I was too young to experience it.、Mm. And then once we get a PS One, that's when I was able to experience it because I was old enough to play. Um. So when we played, not sorry, we played、um, Crash Bandicoot. That was、yeah. the first game that I played on the PS One. Just a platformer, and people who know me know I am very bad with platformers. <laughs> They're hard. They're so. <laughs> But、precise. it's enjoyable. Ex- yeah, exactly. But it's an enjoyable experience. I I I do like Crash Bandicoot. Um, but the first like real RPG game that I booted up was Final Fantasy Nine, and it. Honestly, it holds a special place in my heart. Even if some people say like they they hate Zidane, he's a jerk. But like, come on, you see what the character growth in that kid throughout the entire game. Like you played him, you played it yourself, right? Yeah. I feel like th- that's amazing. Vivi as well. He's an amazing character. Like when I was playing it when I was younger, I didn't really understand what's what's wrong with this kid. Why is he so like moody? Why is he so gloomy? Thinking about it back, like. Of course, he's like this. Right, it right. Makes sense. Vivi's definitely <laughs> one of those characters that, like, if you play Final Fantasy IX when you're like 10 years old, there's gonna be so many aspects that you miss. But when you play it as like a 25 or 30 year old, you you get all the loss, you get the death, you get the short term lifespan, you get every little element that went over your head. It's I totally agree with Vivi, 100. Great character. Exactly, exactly. And then there's also like Garnet. She's amazing. She 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 shows you how strong women can be, especially when I was you know playing at at the age that I was, and not only her but also、um, Beatrix. Yes, yes, she's. And then、character. the way I love the way how they they played out the、um, the army full of females,、mm-hmm. and then they were not to say superior to a Steiner, but. They were in their own level, right? Right. It also brings out like you know, women can do this as well, especially for someone of my age and back in the nineties. Well, early two thousands. Sorry, early two thousands. Uh, I think Beatrix was was one of the characters that made me think.、Hmm, is it okay to have crushes on females? <laughs> as me being female. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And also Queena,、uh, he she made it make me think like, is it okay for a person not to be either a he or a she? Is it is it okay to have like some sort of like a blend?、Mm-hmm. So I like these things that Final Fantasy IX brings to the table. Makes you think. And given that it is is big, right? And given that it's the first RPG game that I played. That that elevates it to a whole new level. That makes me think like,、uh, you know, I can't just play any other RPG. It 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 can't just be a blend of characters just coming in together to to fight evil,、uh, kill God or whatever. It has to have like these special characters, and they have to mean something. Right. So that because it was the first game that I played, so it, it gets on this level. And then、uh, after. After playing nine, my even my mom, who's you know the one like buying the games for us, <laughs> you she even knows what's Final Fantasy. Like、um, anything that she sees splattered all over the screen that says Final Fantasy, she's like, okay, I gotta get this for Carrie. I don't know、yes. what this is, but I gotta get this for Carrie. <laughs> yes, 
good parenting right there <laughs> exactly so she uh she got a, a seven and eight um because i think uh at that time like the the previous games were imported yet mm. so um i played seven next and you you know seven sevens are an experience seven is wild seven is crazy i love it i love various so it's special as well eight eight on the other hand like some people might not might not like eight but eight to me is like you have squall you think he's he's like similar to cloud he's a loner he just wants he doesn't want to get close to anyone but as you progress through the game you find out why and at least for me all i wanted to do is just hug the kid and say it's okay yeah. and say it's okay to to have friends it's okay to to love people it's okay to open up yourself and um i think eight is like i i have a i have an older brother but i at that time i perceived cloud sorry uh squall as another older brother that that i had um and i just wanted to hug him and, and love him and Eight is an experience, man. I love eight so yeah. much, and I love that we met through eight as well. <laughs> yes, eight. eight I, I mean, I'm a little bit more personally. I'm a little bit more mixed on eight. There was definitely a lot of things that kind of uh, fell a little flat for me, but there were also elements of it that were just absolutely incredible. Like eight might have the best soundtrack in the entire series. Um, the soundtrack is absolutely incredible. I mean. Triple Triad is incredibly addicting. I get why people love it. It's such a fun <laughs> game. Um, I think the thing with so good. I think the thing with eight for me is I just felt like after kind of like halfway through the story, there were so many characters that you didn't really get much more story of or much more backstory aside mm. from the whole like orphanage thing like i just always wanted mm -hmm. to learn more and and feel more about like zell or quistus or learn more about like irvine and and all of them or like more about cypher and them so i almost felt like the beginning was kind of like this group story and at the halfway point it changed into like a squall renoa idea kind of story which i don't know and and, and the the romance between squall and renoa definitely didn't quite hit me the way i would have anticipated which is interesting because the next game garnet and zidane i think has the best love story in like all of the final fantasies i love the zidane garnet love story i think they did a great job of the whole romeo juliet she's a princess he's a thief there's no way they can be together but they fall in slowly over time she starts to come come around to his unique charm and uh yeah but I think I really did like the junction system of Final Fantasy VIII. I thought it was really unique. Mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy about the draw system. That's that's how it always feels with Final Fantasy VIII. It's like, I like this, but I like this, but am I crazy in that? Or do you kind of feel that similar way about eight in some things? I, I agree. I I don't like Renoa and Squall. It's, it's so weird to me. It feels so forced to me yeah. um i just like i would i would as you said i would have preferred to it more to be like the gang and squall and even if renoa is in the gang itself but not solely focus on renoa and squall mm. and eventually dia um but have you like uh heard any of the uh, fan theories about the game 
I, I think the biggest one I've heard is that when Adia throws the ice at Squall, um, that that is the moment that kills him. And the rest of it is like uh, an unconscious, like coma dream or something like that. And, but I believe their director has come on record and said that that is not what happened. Um, it's kind of broken that fan it's theory. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Still okay. believe it. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I like stuff like that though. I, I think it would be really cool if maybe that was the element that like Squall either, maybe not even died, but like that sent him into a coma where he can't, cannot wake up from. And the rest of the game is this dream fantasy in his brain. Um, I think that would be interesting. And then that would kind of make sense more why we don't get more Quistus, we don't get more Zell, and it does narrow down the focus is to squall Renoa and Adia because then all of a sudden it does become specifically squall and Renoa's story so is that the one you were thinking of yeah <laughs> there's also another one that um mentions that Adia the sorceress is um is Renoa is Renoa of the future mm -hmm. and I, I kind of like that I really do like that, even though that is again the um, the creators they just like push it aside. But it's okay. It's my right. head, my thoughts. Right. <laughs> and and I felt I was when I first finished Final Fantasy VIII because I finished it like I think halfway through May. I was really mixed on a lot of things and. But I loved a lot of other things and it made me immediately go back and replay it, play it. So I played it like back to back um, twice in one month. And the second time I just was trying to undercut or like find more elements that I was confused about. And I was thinking it would make me kind of fall in love with the game more. But the set finishing it the second time, I was kind of left with similar feelings like I just want more in certain things and I wish the draw system like was different and I, I wasn't crazy about how you could like junction magic but if you use the magic then it can make you weaker it can lower your health it can lower your attack I wasn't crazy about that or how you could have triple triad and turn the cards into like the most powerful spells within the first hour of the game or whatever and and <laughs> it, it, it was it was very very I feel like I'll definitely play it again one day but it didn't have that same impact that seven and nine and even six had on me. Are you a fan of Final Fantasy six by any chance? No, I, I've not played and I don't think I will. <gasps> what? Oh, no, not it. Not in, is it the 16 bit like 2D ness of it? No, 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 no. I played five. I love five, five. I, when when they release the remaster, Mm -hmm. bye <laughs> right away but um yeah exactly like um so with five i never finished it back in the day you know back in the ps1 era you all you can do is just with the crt tv with the ps1 right there with oh, one yeah. controller you can just play it and then that's all you do mm -hmm. so what happens when you get stuck <laughs> i guess you can't really google the walkthrough per se exactly you gotta i well for me i gotta go to my mom's office and i actually have to remember that i need to google it and then i have to ask i have to be brave enough to ask her secretary to print it out for me so if i what if i forget what if i'm not brave enough what if you know there's all that kind of stuff so i eventually i never got to finish it because i was lost there was this one like a uh, desert area i was mm -hmm. lost for days i i remember i was trying to get my brother to help me out 
but because he never actually played it, so he, how would he know how to how to get out of that place, and also get to where uh, we're supposed to go? So yeah, definitely I'm gonna play five. So it's not really about the uh, the pixels. It's uh, more to um, Hefka. I've seen how he looks like in Dissidia, mm -hmm. and I'm not about that. The, is it the clown vibes? Not a clown fan. Yeah. Yeah, that there was. Uh, I've mentioned this a few times, and I'm not sure if you want to know the backstory to that, like why I don't like clowns. If you want to share it, bad experience um, maybe. Okay, I was standard two is seven or eight somewhere around there. I was eight. Let's say. Uh, my my school was beside this like abandoned uh, f Not really forest. It was just like one big plot of land that was just no one used it There's a lot of trees. There's sometimes animals there because you can hear in the morning uh, All kinds of animal sounds some sometimes there was a, a Snake like there was at one time a snake came into the school So it's creepy vibes, right? I usually go to school at like around before 7, 6.40, 6.30 something-ish. And that was before the sunrise. And um, my class at that time, it was the building right beside the uh, quote-unquote forest. Mm -hmm. um, and you can actually, the door is like, there's a mirror. No, not really a mirror. It's just like a glass, so you can see inside of it, right? Okay. And the door is locked, so that usually the teachers would come and they would unlock the door. Then you can go into the class, get ready for school, and all that. Um, so it was locked. I I don't know what compelled me. I wanted to look into the class this one this one day. I was alone. Usually I have my friend. Uh, like she would come maybe like five to ten minutes after me. She would arrive at school so we could play together. But she wasn't there. I was bored. I peeked into the classroom. I saw in the blackboard. See how old I am? It's a blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blackboard. Um, really a really big and white blackboard. There was a drawing of a clown and I swear to God, I cried. I I ran away. I ran to my brother. My brother was like, he, he he's always sleepy. Yeah. So he wasn't having none of that at like before 7 a.m. He doesn't want me to, to like cry or whatever. So I just had to like cry alone. <laughs> and I told everyone, I told all of my friends when they started coming in, I was like, there's a clown in the classroom, there's a clown in the classroom, you can't, <laughs> you, you, we can't go to the classroom. And um, I wasn't brave enough to tell my teacher, but, but like basically the entire class knew. So we're like lining up and then the teacher's like bringing us to, to the class and before, like, I was like looking at the uh, the door the entire time before we get into the classroom. So like no one came in, no cleaners, no whatever. No one came into the class. I was one of the uh, the first to actually go into the classroom because they arranged us by height, and I was one of the shortest. Okay. So um, I was like, they, there might have been one student before me, and then the teacher. So the teacher unlocks the the classroom. She opens the door. There was no clown, Seth. Interesting. Like, there did it look no like drawing got erased? Of a clown. Or it just wasn't so, there? Sorry? Like, did it look erased away? Or was it just 
not oh. there. That's not interesting. There. It's not there. Interesting. I freaked out and then people started calling me a liar, which like whatever. Mm. I don't care about you. I'm caring about it's it's mentally crazy, right? Mm. And it affects you, especially at a young age, it affects you. And then until now, like, yeah. even if I see um, clowns at malls, yeah. I, I I never approach them. Even younger, like my before my mom knew, and I never told her the story, actually, uh, until like a few years back. So how can you say, how can you tell an adult that when your friends don't even uh, trust you? <laughs> So, like, she, she noticed I never actually approached uh, clowns. I never, like, whenever a clown tried to approach me, I would run away. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I hated clowns. I saw Kefka in the city, and I'm not having none of that. I, <laughs> even if, even if in the game it's just Pixel, I, I don't care. You're not going to tell me otherwise. I'm never going to touch that game. <laughs> it is a, I, w I would say Final Fantasy VI is probably my like top five favorite game of all time or a top five favorite game of all time for me it, it is really really good so but yes kafka's definitely it's not even like he's like a clown he's more of just like a gesture like a court gesture mm, which yeah, is yeah. kind of yeah. it's like the medieval version of a clown in a way um and then he just kind of goes absolutely crazy and wants to become like god and ruler of the the world essentially but um uh, I'm sorry to hear that because Final Fantasy VI is so good. It really, really is, especially the music. And I love the I love pixel art. I'm such a sucker for for really good 2D 16-bit art style. And uh, actually, as weird as it might sound, I would love if it became more and more popular for games to get like a demake in a way. Like if they actually mm -hmm. instead of like a Final Fantasy VII remake, like what if we got a Final Fantasy VII final fantasy 6 version looking style game of it i think that'd be so cool to go through like midgar and the mako reactors as just like this 2d super nintendo 16-bit pixel style i would absolutely love that with like classic final fantasy 6 uh turn-based combat i think a lot of people would like that it seems like a lot of people I'm, I'm sure you know the the high fidelity graphics and the the amazing looking graphics of nowadays are probably are definitely more popular but there's a big amount of people out there that would love like bloodborne in a 2d style or like a final fantasy 7 in a 2d art style or final fantasy 10 in a 2d art style i think there's a, a a movement of people out there that would love that do you think you could see something like that i agree uh i think like the closest you can get to is something like autopath traveler yeah the closest you can get yeah um but i think those are more um if you look into indies they're more there are more of those Common. kind of games but it's yeah it's definitely sad that you don't see it in like bigger companies like they they have the resources and it could be perhaps easier because they have the resources to do those kind of things but yeah i other than Octopath Traveler, off of my head, I can't think of any that's anyone that's trying to do those kind of things. I think s just like maybe similar could be something uh, like Fantasian or like mm. I Am Sasuna. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they try to do like a 3D, like Final Fantasy 3 sort of 3D, but 2D kind of version. I remember watching you play that. Which is super it's so good, Zef. I, I got it on the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> now I got two copies of the game. If if I have two copies of the game, you know I like that game. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think probably 
probably octopath traveler similar in that style but they i i just remember they are doing a final fantasy 7 i don't even know how to explain it but it's like all of the entire compilation they're turning into like it's not 16-bit style but it is kind of that kind of style with weird combat mechanics do you remember hearing something about that i think it's called the last soldier or final fantasy 7 i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head isn't that the uh the battle royale one? are you talking about something else yeah they're doing that but they're also doing like the entire compilation of final fantasy 7 from like crisis core all the way to advent children in this i'm gonna look it up because like this is it's crazy mm -hmm. have you not heard about this I, I i can't seem to recall last order that's what it's going to be called yeah it's um associated with the compilation of final fantasy 7 it's a series of prequels and sequels to final fantasy 7 and it's going to be no i no 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 that's that's uh i think that was an anime oh i can't even remember mm -hmm. what it's called off off the top of my head integrade no that's that's the ps5 when that came out oh i'll we'll figure it out later but like it's it's going to be the entire compilation done in this turn-based it's it's hard to explain because it is kind of that older it's almost like octopath traveler level graphics but the combat is mm -hmm. like final fantasy 7 remake graphics it's really weird like imagine octopath traveler but when they get into a battle it turns into like ps5 level looking amazing graphics super funky that'd be interesting to see definitely interesting yeah. i think it's similar to like um like all the games as well when when you're in the open world the uh the characters you look different compared to like when you're in town itself right right that's something that I feel that's like what i see it when, when people because i think final fantasy 7 still holds up so well nowadays in so many aspects like the characters the music the materia system and the limit breaks and it's still so good and the one turn off for a lot of people still is the graphics and i really do get it because like the in the in battle graphics i think still look pretty solid the cgi cutscenes scenes still look pretty solid but the blocky characters and like the outside world with the the weird hands that are like smushed in and then the big old <laughs> brick of hands it's like i get it i i get why some people are like what is this and it's crazy just how much of a difference from seven to eight there was because like the graphics in eight are are completely are way better um i mean they still have that ps1 level like overworld kind of funky looking design but like everything else it just they did the jump between seven and eight is astronomical i feel like i agree i agree and imagine they only took like what about two years right, in between right. releases that that blows my mind man and then i get it why final Fantasy seven remake the um uh like they're doing any pieces i get it like mm -hmm. they they announced it too early yes too early yes so they have to like give some results or else right right <laughs> do you think they could have as, as a company not not anyone not right, not right. a person but as a company do you think they could have in some way turned final fantasy 7 into one singular title and still kept everything in it because there are games like persona 
and um like the witcher that are these massive 150 200 hour behemoth of games that are that span so much and have so much to them i do think maybe final fantasy 7 might even have an even bigger world than something like the witcher 3 because there are so many areas and so many locations and stuff but do you think if they would have maybe started in 2015 kept going until like 2025 they could have built an entirety full world game in one single title perhaps but you have to get rid of the fillers that they put in the first and all of them <laughs> and perhaps like uh like I'm, I'm not a game developer or mm. any any expert but i'm thinking like maybe the uh like the small very very small pixels or very small details that they put in especially on like the the marco itself yeah. when you know when you see Aerith and this very small small sort of um um the the marco like shines and all this kind of stuff maybe that has to be reduced in order for like the entire game to be all fit into one cd mm. or maybe it can be like at least two CDs, but you know, in one game, like in the 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 first game, has Tetris CDs. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, they can just just bring it back, guys. Just bring back the multiple CDs. It's okay. Right, right. <laughs> like I can't imagine someone, uh, like you know, uh, Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Those games are massive, right? Yeah. I, I uh, like I've never actually seen it. It just like popped up in my head. How do they look in like CD form? Maybe they have like the base game on the CD, but you have to like download the rest in that, order yeah. to be able to play that game. Otherwise, you can't. Otherwise, imagine like because that those games can go up to like five hundred gigs or something. I don't, I might be exaggerating because I don't play those games. <laughs> I think I've seen Warzone is the biggest one. I think it was like a hundred and. 70 or 180 gigs which is still i mean if you have a ps5 that's a third of your entire console right there so, on one single <laughs> game um but, but yeah isn't it isn't oh. it mind-blowing to think that back in the day final fantasy 7 8 9 and 10 all four of those games came out within like a four-year period exactly crazy so to think? how did he do it um i'm not even sure if they had different um different teams for it I, I never actually like looked it up but just looking every time when i look at the uh, the release dates of those games i'm like how, how did they manage to chunk out right. these games like these quality of games in the short period of time with you know you see you see the names uh some names popping up for every game like the tetsuya nomura yeah. uh, kitase all that all these kind of people, the same people doing these games, and in that short span, I was like, "How? <laughs> I can I if I work on one project for work, mm -hmm. I, I just got to do that. I can't multitask to other things, or otherwise my brain will just explode." Right. <laughs> Props to them, man. Props to them. Yeah, they, they made some of the best games of all time. All four of those titles, some of the biggest like masterclass work of, of video games in history and they did it all within a four-year period and i don't even know maybe there is an element that the games were easier to make back then in a sense of like you mm. didn't need as big a team because now with games like you know god of war 2 and or like god of war and a lot of these titles like these are hundreds of millions of dollars projects with thousands of people working on them and marketing that spans all the continents across the world and and they're like they're 
a lot of these titles are like bigger than movie releases now like video games have ascended into that stratosphere of of like the marvel movies and the pixar movies now when like a new you know cyberpunk is coming out like that's on par with like the new dune movie or the new star wars movie or whatever like they have ascended to that status and you know back in the day they weren't really like that like you know final fantasy and legend of zelda and those were like big titles back then but they weren't you know behemoths of of world marketing that have consumed the world like it is now yeah exactly and i like how like they tried to experiment i'm not sure if you um seen it before like final fantasy 13 when they tried to like market it uh it went to a point where lightning she she modeled for i want to see prada but i could be wrong yeah, i've seen stuff like that i think it's seven remake <laughs> didn't they do like snickers or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. butter <laughs> Butterfingers Butter or something like that? <laughs> yes. And if you got like certain <laughs> amounts, you could get like special, mat not materia, but you could get like different armor and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And even I remember Huggiskun doing this. <laughs> he um he bought Red Bull because, um like, I don't know, maybe with like every Red Bull purchase, he can get um fridge magnets for Final Fantasy Seven, And that oh. was exclusive in Japan. I was like, God damn it. I love this. I love this. God, August. I love August. He's so awesome. Um, kind of as we're talking about Final Fantasy VII and remake and all of that, mm -hmm. what are your feelings, mm -hmm. your hype level for Final Fantasy XVI out of curiosity? I think I'm going to love it, no matter what it is, because um, the like some people might not, might not like the action, like it's action based but um the person who's working on it was from capcom right he was from devil may cry and right. devil may cry is one of the my favorite video games of all time <laughs> right up there with um maybe just a little bit lower than final fantasy but yeah i love devil may cry so whatever he can bring on board i'm on board yeah i'm full in 100 even if like um devil may cry sometimes is a miss i didn't like two I didn't really particularly like four, but five just like retribution. Yeah. I, I love five. I love three. I love one. So I'm on. I'm all on board. Like they might have uh, new things to bring to the Final Fantasy franchise itself, and it, it'll perhaps elevate it to a new level. It, like you can't imagine it, it can happen, but it could happen. Mm -hmm. I'm all on board, and especially like. Um, the the creative people behind 14 as well did um are doing uh, 16 right and i've heard like I, I haven't really played 14 myself but everyone loves it so it's got to be good right yeah there i swear there's like a cult religion following a final fantasy 14 at this point because everyone who touches it it just like turns them to gold everybody that's touched it has, has absolutely fallen in love with it and there's a part of me that really wants to jump into it but i'm kind of terrified i'll love it so much it'll like entirely consume everything so i'm kind of like hesitantly staying away but still intrigued <laughs> I feel like for um for MMOs you gotta you gotta go all in. If you're if yes. you're going in, you gotta go all in. Otherwise you don't get the the best experience that you could get from it. Like right. it could be a good experience, but if you're not all in, you don't get the best experience and you don't feel things that you know you want from the game itself. Right. Especially considering like you gotta pay for the game and for the sub. Mm. Like I know there is the free trial, but um 
if you want to get you know the full experience you gotta pay for it twice and monthly as well so yeah for me if you want to get into 14 you got to dedicate the time to it right right and it's it's one of those things that just yeah it's not like a game where you can just boot it up and play it for like 30 minutes like maybe like hades you know you can play like 30 minutes you could do like a quick run of it or you know some of these other titles like pokemon go on your phone that one just came to me or like fortnite just jump in and do a couple matches it's one of those things where tonight we're playing final fantasy 14 and i'm gonna spend five hours playing it and we're gonna raid with friends and we're gonna go do dungeons and we're gonna do things and there's some people i follow on twitch who do really cool like group events with 14 they'll kind of get everyone together and then they'll do like photo opportunities or they'll do like different costumes some some people had like weddings in final fantasy 14 they got married in it and i'm like this is really this is like the the next step would be like a vr simulation where you just put it on and like you're the characters like it's it's like the step before that because it's so people just like get lost in this world and it is it is a huge world so yeah i'm i'm very intrigued with it and i'm so fascinated even in like more of a philosophical sense with like how video games have have come to this point where I've always been a single player video game person like Final Fantasy or Halo or God of War or whatever, where it's like you play the campaign, you play the story, and then that's it. But now there's these games where people can literally just live in this entirely different world, this different planet with people from all across the world. And you can look the way you want to look and you can have different abilities the way you want to have them. And all of a sudden you can get married in games and you can ride chocobos and fly across the world and it's 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 mind-blowing it's really crazy that we've gotten to this point and they're actually like not something uh new i've been like you know there's also final fantasy 11 mm, that also yeah. tried it um but there's also like other games i mean from like other publishers that have Warcraft. been doing the same thing for like so many years if not maybe upwards of 10 years as well like um before getting back into like playing uh games on steam on ps4 i was also i also played mmos as well i played uh is a game called vindictus is a developed by south korean uh developers if i'm not mistaken um devcat and published by nexon Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's an amazing game. I love it. It's it's a it's more of a hack and slash, uh, MMO game compared to like Final Fantasy. It's more of like a point and click. So you just like point to the to the enemy and then you just click like one or two or to to do your skills, okay. which is it is similar in that sense in uh vindictus but it's more action maybe you can imagine like devil may cry sort of action you gotta Ooh, okay. dodge when you need to dodge and then there's like in in v frames is it, it's amazing i love 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 that video game um and we we can do almost not all but almost exactly what you mentioned earlier you can do like events there's raids um you can do global raids you can just do raids with friends uh and it's so much fun i i would uh i remember when i was in university i would after uh classes i would just sit down play a game or two with friends and you know I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm just here for like an hour because I gotta do I gotta do homework after this, you know. I got assignments to pass up tomorrow, and then the next thing I know, it's midnight. 
<laughs> that's how you know it's a good book or a good game or a good movie or, or a TV series. TV series are like notorious for that. You watch one episode and then all of a sudden you, you're like 18 episodes later and it's two in the morning. And, and yeah, it's almost this like binge kind of content where you just want to keep diving in and getting more exactly exactly and then and then uh what's worse if if you get to um if you're near the uh the the daily reset i'm not mm -hmm. sure you're familiar with that with like every day you gotta like the game tells you uh, kill this boss three times or or whatever do a fetch quest or something mm -hmm. and then you finish the dailies you get the uh the rewards with that which probably is good that's why they want you to do it every day right. Uh, so you finish that and then sometimes especially with me I'm not in the uh, like the US time zones and usually these kind of games are more centered to that mm. um, I would like maybe 10 o'clock p.m. would be the reset and then we're just like we gotta rush this so, to finish this off so that we can get all the the, the, <laughs> the stuff and then 10 o'clock reset let's do it again right right <laughs> that's that's awesome it's the best especially when you play games with friends and and that's been something streaming on twitch that i've really come to realize i've never like i said been much of a multi-game multiplayer type of person but it's really opened me up into that sense of like wanting to do stuff like that and you know wanting to get together with carrion or or, or you know zach or all or august and and air reef and get people together and just play games together and even if it's something as simple as like marbles on stream or you know jackbox or whatever the games are like just something to hang out with friends and do you feel like in a sense twitch has almost kind of brought you out of that that shell like speaking as myself as an introvert i was never really the one to want to go out there and it's really kind of made me more like i want to reach out to friends and and do stuff like podcasting with them or playing games with them yeah, exactly. I, I'm the same, man. We're, we're both introverts. I, if if you ask like my friends IRL, mm -hmm. they would be like, yeah, I I don't talk unless there's like, okay. So I had this friend. She she would tell me that she gets excited every time when uh I actually reply something on WhatsApp on the uh, the chat a uh, group chat thing, and why she says. Uh, it's because I don't actually say much. So when I do, she says it must be something interesting. Yeah. So she always get excited when I say something. And it makes me think like, wow, am I really that bad of an introvert? <laughs> but it means when you say it's something. Also, it's so sweet you, to, to hear that from her as well. It means when you say something, though, people will like pay attention, right? There's more. Exactly. It's almost like but, sometimes. Um, it, oh, it's. Sorry. It's never really the case, to be honest, when when I was uh, with, it doesn't matter who. So it's, I'm not trying to like pinpoint it to any, any one of my friends. Um, but I always felt like I don't, like even if I say something, no one listens. So what's the point of saying anything? Just keep things to myself unless people are like, hey, Karen, what do you think about this? Or hey, Karen, do you want to do this or whatever? So unless people like, approach me and ask me to to join them or whatever i would usually just like okay i'm in the corner i'm just listening and it's gonna be fine i'm safe this is my safe space i'm good we're friends we're happy together you know it's it's maybe like a false sense of like security in a way and twitch is like sort of like brought me out now i'm more to like even with my ir friends who don't even know that i stream 
I would be the one like approaching them and asking I'm like hey let's go out and have fun uh, or let's just do this thing or are you free today I just want to do this thing and I thought you would like to do it together so I honestly like despite whatever bad things about like you know being public being live on 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 the internet i would say like twitch is definitely a positive experience and i i um as as long as it's still positive in my mind i will keep on doing this absolutely like that positive has to outweigh any of the negatives right exactly exactly and then the fun experiences oh god i'm i'm not sure if you realize it but like currently i'm starting back the like uh, spoopy sorry we call it scaredy spooptober which Some i've been doing it i did nightmares. it last year and it didn't really um turn out well because i was playing such a scary game uh but then this this year i got more prepared so i was like okay we play something that's not too scary but still considered scary and then we go up from there and it's been great it's oh it's, it's a good experience and i gotta say that's the it perhaps it's my personality that uh i'm so bad at scary games even like a small jump scare would just like ah yeah like, like things that people say is not carrying friendly as in i usually don't swear but in this case like come on jump scares like i gotta do the f-bomb or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> whatever that comes to mind and sometimes i even swear in in malay and i'm not sure if you know this but uh especially if you're bilingual but if you like if you usually speak like one language like for mm. me is english if you swear in the other language it, that means it's bad oh okay <laughs> it, it's horrifying it's horrifying it's like if it's a if it's a bad like jump scares is super bad if mm. it's like if you're mad then you're like super mad so it elevates your whatever emotions that you're feeling mm. so yeah i've sworn in melee a few times already so it's that bad uh but it's it's a good experience people like it and i actually do like doing it as well i don't know if that called that that means i'm like a messages or something but i like doing it <laughs> it's good to, it's good to like try new th kind of what we were talking about earlier it's good to try new things is that kind yeah. of like the reason why your like uh camera border is in black and white for spooktober yeah 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 October. <laughs> i told people like oh when when the clock strikes midnight on the first of uh, october suddenly i lose color Ooh. suddenly even oh i'm seeing oh no it's all black and white oh gosh seth what what's the color of my scarf oh god seth be there it's black and white right, right. Well, <laughs> and, and that's that, that's right. like a joke because b is black and white right right <laughs> Kind of even speaking on that, because um, I know as streamers, uh, we all know the importance of how emotes connect with us and how they kind of bring our communities together. Where did the idea of your emotes come from out of curiosity? Kind of stemming off that. Okay, okay. Uh, well, my most famous one, which everyone, I feel like most people who has like, a, who has commented on it. <laughs> yeah, they love it. That is actually from Ryman. So oh. if you want to know where he got it from, you, you got to ask him. You got to get him on your podcast again. Because <laughs> I don't know. He was like, hey, Karen, I think this is this looks great. And this is uh, great for you. I'm like, I love this. Okay, thanks, Ryman. <laughs> it's kind of got that like, mm, kind of face. 
Exactly. It's, it's kind of like a kappa, but right. it, only if you think it's a kappa. So it might not be a kappa, but depends on the person who uses it. So you're like trying to get into that person's psyche as well. Like, is he using this as a kappa or is this a smiling face or no? Or... <laughs> Even what we were talking about earlier, the way people like perceive things differently. Because um, I always exactly. thought of like, like the erythemote as an example, the sipia mode. I always just thought of that as just I don't know i'm sipping coffee like i always drink coffee all the time and a lot of people have told me they see it as more of like a kind of a sassy kind of emote so if you're kind of typing something and you want to add some sass to it you'll add the aerith emote to it i'm like i didn't even really intend or think of it to use it like that and yeah it's it's interesting kind of the same way with the meow emote you know it's can have some of that sass to it can kind of have some kappa can kind of have some snarkiness in a, a fun way exactly i love it uh whereas the rest of my emotes is just what i do offhand it i i drew them so it's not really that big of a like quality sort of emote it's just whatever oh, they look good. whenever i feel stressed at work actually because i'm working here i'm working uh from home Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm like too stressed and I feel like, okay, I need like a 20 minute break or a 30 minute break, I would just bring out my iPad and just draw something and then it came to life. That was um, one of them was legit that like uh, I was really, really stressed out at work and I thought, you know what, I want to make fun of my friends who I listen to offhand while, while, um, while I'm working, but I want to make fun of them in, in, a, in a nice way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in a nice way so i drew that and then i'm like i uploaded and then uh they did something funny and then i uh, posted that <laughs> and that was like legit that's all i wanted to do just because i wanted to make fun of my friends <laughs> that's i didn't know that you did your own emotes um do you use like what do you use like an apple pencil and an ipad and um do you use a particular yeah, yeah. like photoshop or something uh oh, I forgot what's the app that I use. I might I have to check it. Mm. So um can't really do that now. But I I just use a free app and then what I do is um make sure it looks nice and all that and then email it to myself <laughs> and then do like some finishing touches on Photoshop mm. and then upload it. That's really, really cool. I find artists are kind of I'm so envious of artists in a way the the ability to just pick up a pen and paper or like an iPad or pencil or whatever and just like literally have nothing and create art out of nothing I think that is absolutely an incredible skill to have whether it's just more of a hobby or more of a pastime or something that you know a lot of people I've talked to some people I've had on the podcast do it for commissions and and sell their art and stuff I find that incredibly talenting talented and uh very envious in a way i imagine people it's probably similar people who look at musicians in a way to just pick up something Mm -hmm, and just music comes out of it um i feel that same way with artists for sure yeah i think it, it it just depends on the person right for you it's music for for me it's uh it's either writing or doing like that sort of simple art because um growing up as well i i did a few art here and there but I was I never really pursued it. Hmm. So it never really like I didn't know all the all the techniques and whatnot and I never really tried to experiment. But I was quite I would say in, in my own evaluation, I was quite good at um like traditional drawing with pen and paper hmm. or pencil I would say. Uh and digital art is just like it's over my head. 
it's so hard i don't i don't get it so that's why um i just do like minimal stuff but honestly it it does like relieve so much stress it relieves um like through some of like my hurdles in life that is what i go back to to um make myself feel better whether it be a drawing whether it be writing i i wrote a lot when i was younger i even had like some like novels that i was you know thinking of publishing but you know i never never went to fruition but yeah it definitely definitely helped especially when i was at my lows and uh i will con like continue doing it um whether i wanted to pursue it as like a, a career or anything is still in the air i i am open to it but like for now i am uh okay for it to just be something to just help relieve stress do you, do you almost find it like meditation in a way you just kind of like get in the zone of it and the rest of the world disappears in a sense and you're just kind of doing that specific piece of art honestly yeah and it depends on uh what i wanted to do at that time so when i was uh like, especially in high school i was doing as, as i said like like sort of like a novel so we had characters like original characters and then i would sometimes it's not even about writing itself sometimes it's just i took i take a big a3 paper and like okay this person will do this thing to this other person like map out the entire story and that would just take the entire day and i'm fulfilled i'm happy that is really cool like like a visual story as opposed to like the 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 letters and the wording story well more so that like say carrion and then we'll talk to zef and then we'll talk about Aerith. like it's sort of like just picture out the uh Storyboard. what will happen in the story yeah, yeah before actually supposedly writing it but i never get to actually write it <laughs> oh gotcha 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 that is really really cool to, to be able to do that and just bring it off the top of your head into that i th i think that's really really cool um this one though i think this could be a really fun question this one's for arif did you do you believe that sora deserved to be in smash or should it have been someone else out of curiosity oh sora i um so i don't play smash so this is coming from a perspective that i don't i don't play okay, okay, okay. um but i i love seeing people play and then you, you sort of get to see the competitive side when they play mm. or some yeah. some people are just like they're just chill they don't mind right. and some people try to be like okay, analyzing they try to like see where where did i go wrong this uh when this person does this move what should i do next instead um in terms of sora i honestly didn't think it would happen because you know with the uh like the disney the licensing and all that kind of like things that had to happen for him to come out right i honestly thought that they couldn't do it but i feel like because it's so hard to get sora in that is the best thing ever that he came as the last yeah as the last character i love it i love it and um i, I played kingdom hearts when i was younger uh it's not to say my favorite franchise uh but i don't hate the franchise um but yeah i i love that they they went through all the hurdles it could have been years that they were trying to make sora happen yeah 
for the fact that they made it happen and he's the last is amazing i i honestly i'm so thrilled for him uh not just at rf but anyone else who wanted sora in and then i'm not sure if you like i'm active on twitter uh twi twitter sorry mm -hmm. i'm active yeah. on twitter i'm not sure if you're active as as what i see um but my timeline on that day itself and also like it's the next sora. two or three days was exactly <laughs> i love i love it i love seeing it it's so it's so amazing it touches my heart oh god i'm, I'm honestly really happy um so because i don't play smash to say that if i preferred someone else i would have preferred because I, I know he's in the me character, if I'm not mistaken. So he there's no chance for him to be as a like a real character himself. Uh, but I really wanted Dante to be in. Ooh, that would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. Yeah. And then I don't know if you know the memes in um in Twitter where uh whenever Dante is featured in another game, like he was he's in Shimagami Tensei. Okay. Uh when i think the first time they they put him in shimagami tensei they with the box art they would splash like a sticker saying featuring dante from devil may cry and that has been like a meme for so many years and i just wanted that so that when you see the box art or <laughs> for smash someone would just like photoshop bam featuring dante for devil may cry i just wanted that that's all that but that's just me from uh you know not playing smash i haven't played smash myself so i i don't i'm not quite as involved in the the twitter discussions and stuff about it but it seemed a lot of people were super hyped for sora um and then i i, I think there wasn't a sephiroth and sora fight in kingdom hearts 3 so I saw a lot of people who were like, finally going to be able to get that Kingdom Hearts 3 Sephiroth Sora oh. fight that we never got. Mm -mm. I guess I, I never played 3, so I'm mm. I, I don't know about that. But yeah, you can fight him in 1 and 2, if I'm not mistaken, right. in the Coliseum. The second one, he was really so hard. hard. Yeah, the second one was he's intense. So hard, right, right. I never got to beat him. I remember, uh, I, I think like after, I don't know how many tries, I, I called my brother It's like, here please i'm begging Just you for me. <laughs> let me beat him uh, yeah i i played i played one two and three and i played one and two when uh -huh. i was like 13 14 and i i really the first one i liked but the second one i really liked i was a big fan of the second one um the third one I was excited for it i like pre-ordered it and everything and then when i played it i kind of just beat it and i don't know i just felt like maybe it's just because i'm older maybe just because a lot of the disney characters and, and the whole elements of it didn't really mesh with me as as much um also the story i have no idea what was going on with the story and all the characters and and xenohard and i was like i i don't understand i mean i even took like a refresher of one and two and came into three and i'm just like i have no idea what's going on but a lot of people have explained that there's a lot of in-between games that kind of tie it all together for me when yep. it comes to storylines and this is something i am a little in intrigued with with like final fantasy 7 remake is whenever there's like multiple timelines or multiverse or like time travel stuff i'm always really weary and cautious of stuff like that because like it's very hard for that to ever be done well and there's not a lot of examples of like a time travel kind of scenario that has been done well um i'm still really hopeful that 7 remake will kind of 
I feel like it already has done some things that are a little intriguing in a sense, but like, I don't know. I almost feel like it, that's a very, oh, this is going to get a lot of hate, but I feel like that's a very Tetsuya Nomura thing to do is to <laughs> just like, you know what? This is kind of simple. We need to complicate this a lot more. Let's add timelines and multiverse and time travel and, and multiple versions of stuff in here. And then it just gets blown out of proportion. <laughs> I feel you though. I, I don't hate you. I feel you. Uh, actually, with like a TV, like movies, usually mm. if it starts to have like a multiverse or like multiple timelines or whatever, I just, I just shut my brain off and then yeah. I just watch. You know, I don't try to question it because it would either be I just don't understand it or it's too complicated to understand. And like, I want to watch it to enjoy yeah. myself. Right. I don't want to. I'm I'm don't want to go into science class. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, yeah, I I uh, that happened recently with the Loki TV show. I think I don't know if you've seen it on Dis mm, Disney. No, I um, haven't. But yeah, they kind but, of um, went similar yeah. with that, and not something I'm crazy about. Like I feel like almost it's, it's an art to create a simple story that's done really well, and sometimes it feels like there's just a lot of movies and tv shows and books and stuff that just ha feel like they have to overly complicate a good simple story and that's kind of why i'm a little worried about final fantasy 7 is because while it did have elements of like the cycle of life and the life stream and stuff like that it was for the most part a pretty simple start to end type of story you know aside from i mean maybe advent children kind of spruce that up a little bit but like the the original story did have a beginning a middle and, and, and an end and have you heard a lot of the theories that sephiroth and final fantasy 7 remake might be like the sephiroth after advent children and it's almost like a, a life like a life stream kind of recycle of the original game yeah i that's what i heard and i honestly i would go for that rather than it's a like a remake of the original because mm. there's so many elements that are that are different and i would have preferred it would be something that's like after advent children maybe after um dirge of cerberus even yeah. um and i have um like i've watched a few videos on it where it like if i'm not mistaken yuffie dlc gives a sort of dirge of cerberus 2 vibes that it was actually they wanted it to come out but then i think they canceled the project or something so mm. instead of having a dirge of cerberus 2 they do ufi dlc in that sort of sense which um i honestly would prefer that rather than they just remake the the original so yeah. the original still stands it's not like something that you can just okay scrap it off uh, take it out of the store like right. they did with the original uh final fantasy one to six uh the pixels on the steam store right like they just take it out and then okay here's the new ones mm -hmm. um because there's so much into the original seven that you don't get even in the midgar part in mm -hmm. remake which just just let it be as it is and i know there are some i have some friends who want it to just be as a real re, like a remaster but i honestly don't want that yeah i don't want that it almost feels like if they did so, just yeah. like a, a one for one copy of the original it might be like the easy way out for lack of a better way of saying mm -hmm. it yeah e maybe easy maybe just uh 
some might say lazy as well because there are some things in the original that might not be okay nowadays they still did the honeybee um, in stuff though i was so happy they did that i was like yes and they did it <laughs> I, aside from cloud all of a sudden becoming the best break dancer in the world out of nowhere I, that was a little like um i i don't think this was a part of the story but okay aside from that i was i i, I thought they did a good job with the honeybee and stuff well cloud did do a twirl right in the uh i forgot where it was um it was a gold saucer they were on a on a stage and then they were reenacting oh, something you're right yeah with Aerith. he did do a twirl or the date. yeah yeah <laughs> whoever the date is <laughs> that's a good point actually yeah, yeah, yeah. i totally forgot forgot about that um yeah i'm really curious how they're gonna do sid because I like a lot of things about Ooh, Sid yeah. as a character. I think he has a great story, but the way he talks to Shara, I, that was something as a kid that I just, I didn't really pay attention to. I didn't really get how he was talking to her, but as an adult now, as a, a man who's, who's married and has a wife and just the way he talks so down upon her and bullies her and just picks on her, and I, I understand like she kind of ruined his dreams and and all of that but like you kind of gotta sep if something like that were to happen to someone you kind of got to just separate them out of your life and you can have harsh feelings for them as time goes on but like you don't need to constantly boy bully them day after day after day after day and just belittle them so i'm really curious what they're going to do with sid and how they're going to because i don't think they can do that nowadays i don't think they can make sid that way so what do you how do you feel about all of that I just, I'm just hoping it becomes similar in a sense that it's a character growth. Like maybe mm. perhaps he didn't treat her nicely before, and then he he grew. He, then now he's treating her better. But yeah, I I don't want it to be like that. Like, um, same like you. When I was playing it before, I didn't really think of it. Um, I just thought he was just a potty mouth. That's all. <laughs> but then when you think about it more thoroughly now as an adult you're like yeah that's a big no-no man that's a big no-no right right um but yeah i that's what i think that they will go for hopefully i think having it as a character growth moment is is really a really smart thing to do like maybe not just be as aggressive but maybe just kind of be a bit of a jerk to her or just kind of make some slight rude comments here and there and then you see uh, that kind of did happen in the original actually because like towards the end of the game he did have mm. you know when the rocket ship was about to blow up and and she he realized like she was actually right and everything there was a little bit of a growing moment for him but yeah i think with the amount of detail they're going to go into it hopefully again keeping it simple kind of with the story arc and everything hopefully it's it's just one of those good stories that starts over here and has a, a trajectory growth and takes us on a roller coaster of emotions i'm hoping yeah yeah same uh i i sorry i think my cat's oh, kind of oh you're totally fine <laughs> you're just, just give me a minute oh, you're sorry good. yeah you're he's, good. he's getting a little bit antsy <laughs> sorry sorry you're good you're good you okay Yes, uh, sorry if it if it looked like I wasn't paying attention. Oh, you're totally fine. He's um... has opinions. <laughs> uh, he he just wants to you know to he wants people to acknowledge him. Mm. 
you just want we people to, you. to make sure he knows he's there he's alive yes. um <laughs> one question that i was a little curious on is i saw you recently mm -hmm. uploaded a video on youtube do you have any future plans? I saw that follow. Yes. Do you have any future plans for branching out onto other platforms like TikTok or Instagram or doing more YouTube content in the future? I actually um so if you if you did see my uh my YouTube, I did have some videos from I don't know, maybe 2016. Like there were thumbnails that I made, there was some like some sort of effort. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm still like, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to thread those waters. I was asking uh, Agus and Arif, like, okay, what program do I need to be able to do this thing that I want to do? And then they helped me out. I just haven't started it yet. But uh, I'm thinking more to trying to do um, on TikTok, perhaps, rather than YouTube. <laughs> Just to see, you know, just 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 try out because I've already tried YouTube and um, there are some views there. Uh, but my thing with YouTube is I wanted to keep it as more of when I am a quote unquote try hard when I try to beat things or beat bosses that uh, I personally am under leveled to do or mm. under skilled to do yeah. but i managed to do it and this is like an epic moment i love this moment sort of that that's the uh carrying on youtube highlights whereas uh, on, stuff yeah yeah exactly uh whereas on tiktok i'm trying to maybe try and be funny i haven't there's nothing on on my tiktok but in, in my head that this is what i want to do so spoiler alert <laughs> maybe try and have some funny moments on there and then redirect them back to twitch perhaps Ooh, a good idea and, and so we'll see we'll see and tiktok like you could even upload tiktok clips onto youtube as youtube shorts because they have like the very similar format as well I heard about YouTube Shorts, but I have no idea what that is. It's essentially exactly <laughs> like TikTok. Like when you're scrolling on the recommended page, it has like all the thumbnails and normal videos that you see. But eventually you'll get to like a little short section. And I think there's a button on the on the bottom as well. It's like the home button, your profile, and then there's a short section. But it turns it into like a YouTube version of TikTok where it looks exactly like it. And you can scroll up to down and and mm -hmm. uh, it looks very interesting. And I've talk to a couple creators who take their stream highlights and turn them into like TikTok mm -hmm. clips and stuff and they've also started putting them on YouTube for the YouTube shorts they've put them on Instagram on the Instagram reel stuff and it's interesting how the exact same clip across the three different platforms they might perform differently between each one like one uh friend I was talking to had one clip get like 3,000 views on YouTube shorts and that exact same clip on TikTok and Instagram reels got like a hundred views so mm, yeah that's why I was like thinking so if I were to uh open up my platform to more than just Twitch mm -hmm. it would be different things I don't want oh, it to be the same thing so that you know when people uh see I uploaded something on TikTok they can expect oh this is going to be something funny for example, mm -hmm. or when I do something on YouTube, this could be something like, oh, she, she's going to die to a boss again, isn't she? <laughs> I kind of having different content, like a specific reason for following on YouTube and a specific reason for following on TikTok. 
Yeah, exactly. Like so I know some people they have like multiple accounts on YouTube mm. for that yeah. same reason, um, which is which is fine. And initially, I thought doing it like that, but then there's like there's people on TikTok, man. Yeah. And a lot of things consumed on TikTok. So why not thread those waters? Why not try that? So yeah, it's been it's been in the back of my mind for a long time actually. I think I started thinking about it in May. But you know how you know how long it took me to like actually stream? So that's <laughs> the same thing. I'm I'm not changing. It takes me months to like get from an idea to actually like create the account, then from creating the, the account to actually learning about the software or whatever that's needed to 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 edit a video or something like that. So yeah. I'll just take it. It's okay. Sometimes I almost feel like I get analysis paralysis in a sense, because like I have an idea that I want to do something and I just keep trying to figure out how to get there and then i start consuming content to get better like how to start this how to start this read articles and then before i know it my head's overfilled with too much information and i have to have like this happened kind of with streaming like i i, I probably could have started a lot earlier but like i had to have the nice blue yeti microphone i had to have the the camera all, all set up right way i had to have the overlays and everything looking good and sometimes i do as i've gotten older through doing content creation there's definitely a sense of me now where it's like quality is good but sometimes i think quantity is underrated like it's almost like you should try to have a a goal for how much mm -hmm. of uh, how many tiktoks you want to do a week or how many youtube videos you want to do do a week and then whatever time commitment you can have for that that would be like the quality aspect so if you're going to do like a tiktok video a week even if it's like really poor in the beginning, as you keep doing more and more and more and more, they're going to get better because you're going to get more comfortable with editing. You're going to get more comfortable with doing them and, and shooting the videos and everything. So it is kind of that sometimes the best thing to really do is to just start doing it, even if it's terrible, because the other truth too is like kind of when it comes to streaming as well, most times people aren't going to be there at the very beginning. It's going to be like your 10th video or your 50th video or your 100th video or, you know, by the, your 50th stream. Now, all of a sudden you have a couple reoccurring people coming in. So sometimes just getting that foot out the door and just going for it, even if it's not up to what your brain would say is good quality, sometimes that's the best thing to do. And then also, it, sadly, it's not just that. It's mm. also when you upload the, yeah. the time that you upload is also another factor in where like let's say if you upload in like at 4 a.m there's just gonna be the people who are night owls who will just be there but maybe per se those night owls are not the audience for your content so even if you upload at 4 a.m it's not gonna happen so maybe you have to figure out when is the best time to upload so that a lot more people will consume that content as well that is like the hardest thing for me to like figure out but what about like different time zones throughout the world like if you upload something like right now there's going to be people who are it's 8 p.m like myself there's going to be people where it's midnight but some people it might be six in the morning other people it might be 12 in the afternoon so there's like there's always i almost have a sense if it's good content and it's consistent content that the, the algorithm will kind of do the heavy lifting regardless of what time you put it out. Cause I was thinking that same exact thing when I was uploading my podcast, I was like, should I pick a certain time like 2 PM or 4 PM? And then I just 
pretty much was like i'm just gonna upload them at noon every single time and not worry about it because you're relying on the algorithm to do the the heavy lifting for you and to push it out and that's where a lot of youtube content gets fed now and i'm sure tiktok is pretty similar in a sense where it doesn't really matter what time it's posted it depends more on what you interact with what you like and you comment and then the algorithm will like feed it to you at just the right time i guess yeah you're right though i was thinking it more of a local perspective i guess because mm. um i actually do have a friend who um is trying their best into like uploading on youtube uploading on tiktok yeah. and uh that person is actually more uh, local oriented because okay. they uh they speak in malay mm -hmm. so when he whenever he like uh touches about this topic and then gets into my head like oh yeah that that is also a factor that i need to take into consideration and i'm like oh how do i do this then how do i know like like i know myself i'm not gonna uh, consume anything past midnight but that's me some people they're, they're like let's say they're busy at work and then they only start to like consume personal stuff at midnight right. so it was like you know is, is this like fight in my head like what time if i were to do something but then then again i didn't even make the video yet why am i thinking this right right as well um and the other aspect <laughs> so yeah it's a lot of thoughts the other aspect as well i feel like that would only really matter matter in that situation on a chronological kind of time frame but aside from mm. youtube's like subscription feed most content now is algorithmic based so whether it is on instagram or tiktok i don't even think tiktok has a, a chronological order it, it's like the for you page and then your following page but th there's nothing chronological about it so it's almost like it doesn't matter what time you upload because it's not going to get shown on a chronological feed anyway the only one i can really think of is the subscription feed on youtube but a lot of creators i've talked to most of their youtube viewers are non-subscribers they're being recommended to them by the algorithm on the recommended page so i i would say if it's something you want to do i wouldn't worry too much about the time frame or maybe even experiment maybe make a couple videos where and schedule them out where one gets posted at 2 p.m one's at four one's at six one's at midnight maybe one's at six in the morning and just kind of see if there's a difference but i i would probably guess most of it is going to be the algorithm doing the heavy lifting yeah yeah you're right I, i've just been it's just something that i think about also when whenever i try to like uh do my twitch schedule as well mm -hmm. so like yeah. i don't only think like oh 8 p.m is convenient for me so i'm just gonna do it at 8 p.m sometimes i think about like oh 8 p.m for me is like so early morning for for people like you for people in your area so like i want uh i don't want to limit to just you know i i want zef to come in <laughs> i want zef to say hi i want zef to see me uh play this game and i know he'll love this game or something like that just an example so that's why i try to like okay weekend let's do this in the morning yeah. so even if you're not around or anyone who i want to um want to be around if someone's in that time zone and then they're like oh look this person is interesting let's try it and then what if that person becomes like you know my new best friend right right <laughs> who knows because um like some people they uh, they like want to stream just you know they to get like the normal people coming in same people coming in so they, they have right. that you know um Schedule. familiarity of some sorts but i i like it if there's like new people coming in and then they say like wow i love your content and i'm gonna um 
even if they don't stick around for too long as long as you know they they come in they like the experience they're enjoying it they're enjoying like what they see then that just that just makes me happy enough yeah twitch is is a little different because it's not like a video specific it's more it is live yeah. in the moment so Twitch is, yeah, the one where you kind of do want to plan a specific time, but I would even say it's it's more you want to plan a time that you can be consistent on, regardless if it's it might not be the most optimal time per se, because um, the most the the best like viewer to streamer ratio on Twitch is actually, I believe, between 6 a.m. Pacific time and 12 p.m pacific time that's where like there's the least amount of streamers with the most amount of viewer ratio on it and then mm -hmm. after that it kind of starts going down as like uh you know people in asia start going to bed people in europe are going into their evening time people in america are kind of like still working um there is a little bit of a lull for it but yeah i would say uh, twitch is probably the exception on that twitch and the youtube subscription feed are the ones where maybe planning the specific time is a little bit more to be thought of but even then if it's if you're planning your content you're like i'm gonna stream at this time because it's the best time for like the americas and the europe's and the the australia's and asia's and everyone kind of syncs up but if it's at like five in the morning <laughs> you know it might not work out in that sense you kind of got to do whatever you're most consistent and most comfortable doing um kind of like for myself that's that's a big reason i wanted to stream early in the morning because that's when i have the most brain power and i feel like i'd be the most consistent because as the day goes on my energy really dwindles and i knew if i did this at like 7 p.m at night instead of 7 a.m i would be way more likely to call out i'd be way more likely to note to not show up to just be like oh i don't have the energy tonight i worked at a long day or x y and z so i'm just gonna we'll just call it off tonight and i have seen that kind of happen sometimes when it comes to streaming like mario kart and stuff and community nights where mm. i want to do it but there's just been it's been such a long busy exhausting day i just don't have the energy for it um so yeah i would say at the end of the day consistency for yourself and your schedule on twitch is probably the number one most important thing but if you can swing that consistency to get australia and, and japan and asia and europe and and like get all of the continents together to kind of be in a time frame where they would be watching twitch that's probably most optimal you know yeah but it also depends on your content as well yeah it does <laughs> so it, there's a lot there's of so factors that comes in and to to balance that is, is so hard but i think you know uh as long i don't know for me i don't really despite being an accountant i don't really look at the statistics really i just as long as i feel when when i do go live there are people talking i am enjoying myself and a lot of people are enjoying themselves that's a good day for me that's a good day for me absolutely the moment when there's silence and i'm like oh god what did i do wrong did i see the wrong thing did i you know things start playing in my head but I try to be dismissive of it because usually it's, it's it's you it's like it's me it's, it's nothing that i did wrong but it's just my head that's just playing with myself sometimes, sometimes our like brains are our own worst enemies in the midst of while we're streaming um do you turn your viewer count off out of curiosity or do you keep it up uh on OBS, it's off, but I use my iPad to uh, to actually like, view myself. Uh oh! So it's there. <laughs> Do you find yourself keeping an eye on it? 
out of like habit? I only uh I only think about it like when I read mm. actually. Like as I said earlier, as long as there are people talking, there yeah. are people chatting, then I feel comfortable. I feel like yeah, we're if it, even if it's just one person, even if it's um just you know this one person who always comes in, but as long as that one person still wants to consume my content still is still excited for what i'm doing then i'm i say that's a good day but when i start reading then that's when my mind starts playing like oh this person that i want to read has like this amount of viewers and i have this amount of viewers like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read pokemon like <laughs> maybe one day it's never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day but it's like right now as it yeah. is i i take that into consideration and then um when you when i see the numbers are lower when i read in my mind it's like yeah i shouldn't read i should just like say bye and that's it but then um especially if i'm reading someone that i know and i'm like but these like let's say this one person he doesn't or she doesn't know this other this other streamer what if if i read this person the streamer and they'll have the time of their life they will and it's actually happened you know yeah Zef, um someone raided my channel um i forgot what i was playing is i think it was still either persona or we already started doing hades mm. um but yeah someone raided my stream and then one the viewer one of the viewers there uh ryan he he loved he loved being in my stream and i'm so thankful for that and then i uh i was i rated zach and that was when zach was doing his uh 24 or 27 hours right right this really long stream and that person stayed in zach's stream for majority of the time and i know who you're talking about yes yeah, it warms my heart to to hear that. And then I think uh, the next few times that Zach streamed, I saw he was still there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, it doesn't matter um, whether um, that person, like you know, is is not in my stream, or you know, he is or is not coming to my streams anymore. I, I don't really care as long as I was sort of like facilitating him liking Zach's stream. Oh, it warms my heart really really i i love it it oh that that was like the most recent like best experience i had for like twitch uh content it's amazing i think you should always raid in my opinion um unless you're like feeling down or feeling like under the weather and just like you don't i don't know because I, I was feeling this a couple days ago where i was just having i ended the stream and i just was not really I had a, I had a, like a lot of backseating and a lot of stuff was going on that just like the mm -hmm. end of the stream it was just like I feel like I'm just gonna end the stream early we're just gonna like raid out and even though it's we've only been live for like two and a half hours I just want to kind of end the streaming and get out of here um uh, but I think I, I even if you're even if you have like 10 people and you're raiding into somebody else or however many you have even if you have even if you have one person even if it's just yourself I personally believe you should always raid if you got like the the energy to go ahead and do it because every single raid I know it might sound cliche to say but every single raid really does matter even if it's one person raiding in throw a party for them or if it's 10 people or 100 people or whatever the raid is like every single person that's them saying 
this is how many people I got with my community I'm bringing over and I'm trusting you to have a great time here and to accept them and to just you know have a party with them and and send good vibes and I think I think it's always a good idea to raid as long as you have that that energy and that like mental kind of goodness to do so in my opinion yeah i i agree and even um even if for me la, even if i don't have that energy uh i would usually just raid a friend and then yeah. i'm just hoping that they understand like uh, it, like Head hey I'm, I'm actually like it's past midnight it's like 2 a.m i'm kind of tired so right. i'm just gonna raid and go but i love you <laughs> right right and i think even and just like hoping that. that they understand right Right. And I feel like if it's it's one thing to raid and just bail immediately on like a brand new person you've never raided before, because then they'd be like, they just raided me and then immediately left. That's a weird vibe kind of thing. But if it's if you raid like, you know, August or, or Eri for or like myself or anything, and you're just like had a long stream, super late, going to head to bed totally get it a hundred percent um especially when you rate somebody like if you're in asia and you rate somebody in north america and you're it's like 2 a.m in the morning for you like obviously don't expect you to stay around too long because you got definitely got to get to bed but yeah i think it's always a good idea if you can to raid out um just because it's also like you said a great way to introduce communities to each other maybe all of a sudden person from x stream becomes great friends with y stream maybe get rated back in the future maybe just communities like cross into each other that's probably been one of my favorite aspects of twitch is when you go into somebody's stream that you're maybe not familiar with and then you start seeing names pop up in chat that you're you are familiar with and you're like oh like i'm seeing carrie in here and august here and maybe i should follow them and i'm i'm assuming if they're here they're going to be awesome people like a almost a stamp of approval without it you know saying it's a stamp of, of approval you know yeah definitely and when you mentioned that it's like i remember vividly um you 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 shouted out august Kun, and that's how i met him and like now look at us we're like we're best friends, friends. <laughs> and uh it is definitely like whenever um like someone reads and you you like the vibes from them would definitely just like give give them a chance uh, give them a follow try not just give them a follow but also go and watch the content as yes. well because that's where you know that's when you know you vibe with them or not and uh it's, it's such an amazing experience this is what i really really do like twitch for and it's it's hard to get something like this other than like i don't know maybe just playing an mmo because you might get that uh like if you suddenly like go in a random party and then you somehow vibe with someone else but yeah that's just like true like true keyboard true a very limited source whereas like streaming is like you you see this person if if they don't have a camera then you hear this person at least right so yeah i i honestly i really do like it uh, my friend Super Mergentroid, I think, says the best. He says, turn those follows into mm. friendships. So Exactly, exactly. I would agree. Kind of uh, even stemming a little bit off the, like, the YouTube conversation we had previously, what are some of your future ideas and goals you want to strive for when it comes to creating on Twitch in the future? Maybe additional content? Do you kind of have a, a path laid out for you on Twitch specifically that you kind of want to go down? um i don't know so 
like even even now i kind of question myself like what is my goal here and uh like currently all i'm thinking about is just sharing my first playthrough experience with with people whether it be is is people who are long time followers or people who like they come in for the game maybe they would stay for me right <laughs> stay for the streamer that yeah that kind of thing and as long as i enjoy doing it I'll keep on doing it. I don't really have a definitive goal. Um, but it's actually quite nice to like learn all this stuff. Like before this, I wouldn't actually know like how to do layouts, how to do overlays, I would say. Um, but now I know. And like currently, I don't know how to edit videos, but maybe when I figure it out, then I'll know. <laughs> even if it's basic things but um yeah i just i just want to try something new and then just at my own pace it doesn't have to be like it's not like work you have a deadline to it or anything it's just at my own pace as as long as i'm comfortable as long as i enjoy what i'm doing i'm just going to keep on doing it so i don't i don't know if it's going to be like a five year thing if this is going to be like if i stop doing it like next month but as long as I like this as long as I'm enjoying myself and as long as other people as well are enjoying themselves, I'm just going to keep on doing it because it's fun. I like it. Well, I absolutely enjoy your streams when I get a chance to watch them. And, and of course, like you've been such a pivotal part of my, my entire Twitch experience. So meeting you has absolutely been a, a life-changing experience. And I hope you continue to stream because I think there is still a lot of great Carrion content out there for people to consume in the future. I'm excited for the future of Carrion. There's a lot of games I haven't played since I was like out of the uh, like the console experience mm. from like PS3 era. So expect more. Expect more. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, another one I got for you is what's been the biggest mm. highlight of your journey when it comes to streaming on Twitch? big highlight so like like life-changing experience perhaps or just like a, a really positive moment or something like if if somebody in the future says like uh, what was the best thing about streaming on twitch like a moment that kind of pops up in your in your head honestly it's like meeting people and we talked about this extensively but <laughs> yeah it really is about meeting people like, and i can give another example one example is ryan that we mentioned earlier but another example is like arif i did not know this person's um prior to last year i think we met in like july or something like uh i it was actually on twitter as well someone that i follow shouted him out on twitter said like uh, these are the southeast asian um streamers that i recommend check them out and i'm like okay let's hit this person a follow hit this person a follow and all that it's just like random follows and um yeah i think i saw him started streaming i was like okay let's just let's just see what this person is playing and they were playing <sighs> Modern Warfare, one of those, you know, first-person shooters. Okay. I have nothing against them. I just, I just can't play them, and I can't yeah. watch them because I get motion sickness. So, and honestly, they're it just kind of look the same. Yeah, they're a vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's something that whether you like it or you don't, right? And I'm in the side that I don't. So, but yeah. I was like, he's Southeast Asian. Let's just give him a try. So I just come in. I'm, I do what I normally do. I just look. I just try to see the vibe of the community first. 
and then uh, after like maybe a while, like a stream or two, and then I say hi, and then uh, he was like, yeah, we, we were kind of like, oh, like okay, like yeah, sure, like you know, it was it wasn't really like a hit off yet. Um, then he started playing like I don't know Apex. It was just, just a similar thing, but uh, I just like I I, I realized that he was uh, Malaysian, so I thought you know I haven't watched many Malaysians, so let's just like keep uh you know keep watching him like it's okay it's not like i'm doing anything else it's all right and sometimes there are some funny stuff that happens in his stream so and it's funny and i i, I like it but then when we when he started playing fall guys when fall guys came out it was a big hit because uh it was the game itself is fun and then the fact that you can like play with him as well or anyone else you like we can team up and then we can play together and i was like okay dude i'm gonna like buy this game and if i don't like this game it's on you you gotta pay me back <laughs> the rest is history and then he just went exactly the rest is history and then can you believe it from that interaction um he ended up lending me his ps4 and i've been i've had it for over a year now wow and now i'm just like catching up with all the, the library that is the ps4 the humongous library and it's it's really like it, it, it helped a lot it helped a lot because um as i said i i was playing uh mmos since 2013 until upwards of like 2016 maybe 2017 mm -hmm. that's when i just like uh, i i stopped playing that game so i wanted to go back into like pc games i started playing um witcher 3 devil may cry but uh, I haven't had a, a console since the PS3, so I thought like, uh, and he wanted the PS5, so he just gave, he lent me his PS4 because he's like, yeah, you, you, you never, you love Aerith, but you've never experienced Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right. That's a sin. No, he didn't say that's a sin, but you gotta play it. So he just gave and you gotta play it. And yeah, it's, it's the best time ever. I love that game. Meet, meeting him i think i met him through you i want to say whether through a raid or, or something happened um and he is one of the most positive just every single time i'm in a stream every single time i get a chance to talk to him he is so positive and i i love his smile he has one of those smiles that is just so inviting and so welcoming and he's just like right within the first couple seconds i'm like I'm gonna like this person we're gonna be friends i i'm excited to talk to him so yeah he's a an absolute legend hope to have him on the podcast in the future and chat with him as well so he it's been uh just like i kind of mentioned earlier a handful like a, a real handful of people who even if i don't ever stream again like these are people like yourself who i just really want to stay in contact with and you know hopefully we get a chance to meet in person one day um but just like staying in contact sharing memes sharing gifts sharing fun conversations getting excited over video games and and just yeah having friendships all across the world like i said through different cultures and different languages and different foods and different ideas and different but finding that similarity between all of us and it's it's been an absolute life-changing experience and then seeing the growth as well 
because you you streaming from last year and you streaming like right now it's totally different right you can um it, it's it's great to see not only your own growth but also your friends growth and yes. it's like oh when i first met them they're just a small little little <laughs> tiny baby and then now they've grown into like a big gigantic monster that they are right now it's it's, it's amazing mm. man i love it <laughs> it is really cool and and it's it's i always understand if people stop streaming i think there's definitely especially on twitch a lot of reasons sometimes to stop streaming whether that's like family stuff or life stuff or work or you know the hate raids that are kind of coming out everywhere on twitch or, or just whatever that is but the people who really have persevered um you know my, porto's a big one who i met like right away right when i started streaming when i had i think like 10 follows he was like one of my first 10 or 15 follows um and i met him when i was playing final fantasy 7 remake before i even played final fantasy 8. it's interesting because at least with myself i was playing a very saturated game the moment it came out with final fantasy 7 remake and i did not get a lot of interaction a lot of follows really kage cage i always call him cage i always have um he was like the only one who really i would see every single stream and then like a couple here and there but it was really final fantasy 8 a game that was not saturated at all that only had a couple hundred viewers um meeting yourself meeting king meeting fortune meeting all these people and and just really kicking off friendships that way so yeah it's it's really it's cool kind of seeing how everyone's progressed some people who were just viewers turned into streamers some people who were streamers stopped and and have become more viewers and regardless where life takes you i just i just hope that we have this chance to always stay connected and stay friends regardless if either of us are streaming or either of us are just viewers or not we don't ever return to twitch at all can still keep in contact over like twitter and discord yeah definitely i do have like a few a couple of friends that um we don't really interact anymore on twitch uh due to uh, whatever it is it's, that is life but we always try and like every other month we like contact each other on discord and it's it's amazing because there are these people on the other side of the world who are so welcoming who are so uh caring for you uh, but you don't get actually get to like meet them other than like the internet, the, right. the gigantic um, thing that is the internet. It's, it's man, it's amazing. It's something that I kind of sort of wish that was there at least during my childhood. So it would be like you know maybe in 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 a more positive way it would have helped me to like grow out more uh, at least as I was younger um compared to like you know how old am i <laughs> only now i'm starting to like be okay with talking to strangers <laughs> i mean that that is the journey of life though and yeah i mean even on mm. that there's part of me sometimes where i'm happy that i didn't grow up with the internet today the way it is with like smartphones and stuff like that because you know not to be the back in my day type of answer or whatever but there is a part of me that kind of feels that like i've grown up with the internet but there was a chunk of my life where the internet was not as readily available it was still kind of there but i was like maybe too young and wasn't as interested in it to like go on social media or have any connections like that i just mostly used it for like final fantasy 7 walkthroughs and like tips and tricks and stuff like that um but yeah now and it was also expensive dial oh, yeah. up, man it was so expensive it was and nowadays i mean you know there, there are kids who are like six years old that have fancy 
iPhones and have access to literally everything that's on the internet, which is a little, I mean, that's kind scary. of scary. Yeah. In and of itself. Cause I mean, like if I was six, if I was 10, if I was 13 and had access to everything, like, oh boy, I'm sure everybody let their imaginations can run wild with whatever children do these days. But yeah, there's definitely a part of me that does appreciate the fact that kind of wasn't as big on the internet when I was younger and then just kind of have slowly grown to it. And do you kind of even feel this too, where sometimes you feel like you're so in the internet, you almost kind of want to disconnect and maybe like just kind of cut off electronics, cut off the internet completely and just go, you know, maybe a week or a detox of the internet. Have you ever thought about that yourself at all? I actually did that. Uh, let me think. I think end of 2019 to early 2020, I actually did that, but more so on uh, Facebook and mm. Instagram. I completely, I de deactivated my accounts um and it was more so like because i was um i was actually not well at the time i was very sick and it showed in my like face i was it, i looked very tired i looked a little bit haggard like i wasn't getting enough rest and i wasn't getting enough food and instagram because it's so like photography or like photo base and yeah. video base that I didn't want people to see that, so cut off that. And also, Facebook is just uh, Facebook is an experience, man. Facebook is Facebook. <laughs> it's so yeah. different. Yeah. So uh, I cut off, um, but I was still like, I still let myself be uh, like access like uh, websites and stuff like that. But it was just cutting that off, and I think that was a good experience, especially for me, that it made me realize that like it's it's not about your looks and it's not about like other people's um they 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 post things to try and outshine you it's not about that they're just uh, sharing their experience right. and they they want to like they're going on a walk they want to show you this is me going on a walk it's amazing i love nature it's not it's not always about you so that was a very like eye-opening experience for me yeah and um, I would definitely recommend it to anyone who is like looking for a way out, even though it can be like, it can be really hard to just like cut, like cut Uninstall it out. Uninstall right? just get it off the phone. <laughs> yeah, but if it's, if you think that is good for you, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it definitely helped me see that I am more than uh, what I think I am and um i gotta be like accepting accept i gotta accept other people's like especially compliments that's, that's so hard for me to do like um i've been told time and time again when i was younger that i'm i'm fat i'm ugly and all that kind of stuff and it really even towards my 20s i just i just can't accept compliments because of things that happened like 20 odd years ago and um like cutting them cutting them off it's sort of like because you you can tend to like scroll through instagram for like one hour or something right you get that you get back that hour to at least like if not reflect at least you're just like doing nothing and you kind of like play things in your head and then you realize at least i realize that no one has ever called me ugly anymore 
why am I thinking that I'm ugly? Or yeah, that that was my experience at least. And um, definitely, if I if I were to go down a spiral again, because it it can happen. It's not like a one time thing where you go through it and then it never happen again. It definitely will happen again. And if it does happen again, I will not hesitate to just cut that off. Definitely. Yeah, I think sometimes people forget too, like with stuff like social media and Instagram in particular, people are sharing the highlights of their life and all the good things. It's very rare where people actually sh share the bad things of their life too. So a lot of times we're just scrolling endlessly and see people, you know, beautiful beaches or traveling in fancy planes or go into amazing places all across the world and you just get this feeling of like man i, I want to do that i, I want to dress beautiful like them and i want to go to have amazing champagne on the beach and i want to go to this place and i want to go there and all these people are living this dream and i'm just here you know in bed waiting to go to work and same old same old every single day and there can be that comparison and it's it's hard to not do because it is a human trait in all of us to always want to compare ourselves and that's one of the scary things with social media now is like it used to be back in the day we would compare ourselves with our neighbor next door or our friends or our family and now we're comparing ourselves with literally seven billion people on the planet all across the world of course there's going to be more beautiful people and more adventurous people and people doing amazing things that you want to do because there's so many people out there we're comparing ourselves with and now we have it constantly thrown in our face in social media and i think cutting that if you are going it through a funk or a mental health hurdle because i relate to that a lot like uh, my biggest enemy in my life is my brain and especially i've been feeling it a lot lately honestly where it just it's my brain is always telling me everything i do is not good enough and like what's even the point of streaming or what's even the point of of trying to better myself or you know what's even the point of trying to be a better husband or a better friend or whatever like there's just your brain is like always constantly trying to sabotage you and and make you feel so low about yourself and you have to do everything in your power to be able to escape that and sometimes it's really hard but sometimes it really does come to cutting off social media cutting off a lot of those addictive habits um not even just social media maybe that's like alcohol maybe that's gambling maybe that's just other facets of life that just draw you into this endless spiral of you know even darker depression and i would even say sometimes video games can be that for some people where you just my whole life is terrible everything's crumbling i'm just gonna play world of warcraft or final fantasy 14 for 18 hours a day and just lose myself to it like that is kind of an escapist that might be running away from their problems per se and i i think it's really important to try to take a step back and reflect on your life as best as you possibly can and try to do the good things as hard as it is as hard as it is to say because you know gambling's fun and alcohol's fun and final fantasy 14 is fun and all this stuff is fun like sometimes it is instagram is fun to just scroll through endlessly but it becomes very bad for our brains very quickly and we have to acknowledge that when it does and, and just cut it off and move on yeah and especially like if you think you need to please 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 seek professional help Yes. because it's yes. sometimes it could be something simple but you don't see it you need someone who has this like at least uh, experience to help you maybe nudge you the way that you need to go to yes. definitely i absolutely agree 
one other question I got for you, Carrion. What is one piece of advice you'd give to someone who is just starting to stream today? Any kind of any kind of veteran advice you could give to to the youngins out there? Um I would say just do something that you're comfortable with. Or even if it's something that you're not comfortable with, like per se me doing <laughs> uh scary games but as long as you're you're telling yourself as long as you're in you you think that you want to try or you think that you might enjoy you just do it and then there might be hiccups but come on it's like a running joke where uh streamers say it's not a real stream unless it's troubleshooting right <laughs> true so true i always say like if it's a perfect stream from start to finish and there's zero tech issues or, or problems or anything it's probably a dream and, and you're about to wake up <laughs> that is so true though like, or it's not gonna happen yet right yet right but yeah like pushing yourself out of your out of like you have to be comfortable of course to do it but I think there is kind of the spectrum of you can kind of push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone and maybe try new things, maybe play spooky games when you're not really into spooky games for a month and just try to branch out and and challenge yourself, you know, give yourself a little bit of a challenge to try to accomplish. And I always feel that when it comes to podcasts, honestly, like before I place that phone call, when people are like, I'm ready for the call. And then it's like, oh, oh, oh okay, okay okay like go for it but then after the end of the conversation always i'm and like we hang up i'm like that was a good conversation i'm happy i did that and it is challenging because like i'm not much of a extrovert in that sense and wanting to reach out so to place that call is is definitely a challenge for myself so i relate a lot to that just just if there's something you want to do go for it give it 100 your all you might crash and burn and fail but as long as you get back up and try again and try to figure it out why you fail then you'll have good things coming in your future i believe exactly and i think this might not be something that uh, a lot of people see but streaming isn't like unless you have the internet speed unless you already have let's say even the console it's not something that you can just okay i'm i'm gonna buy a, a laptop and it's gonna be <laughs> Like you have to have something that you already um, have already. Like I would definitely um, advise people if they even just have a laptop, use that laptop. Don't try and like build a PC uh, yes. just for streaming unless you have the funds for it and it's like it's okay for you. Then yeah, sure, fine. Let's, uh, you can do that. But if you're limited in funds, just figure out what you already have in hand if you already have a console just stream out of your console because yes. you don't know whether you'll like it or not but if let's say you you churn out all the money uh and then you end up you end up like you don't actually like streaming which is fine then you 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 know it, it seems like a waste right um so yeah just just it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need to have the flashy lights. You don't need to have the uh, the good mic. You, you can just use whatever that you have. If you're willing to spend a little bit more just to have something that's nicer, then that's all right. Just, just try it. I love that so much. I completely 10,000% agree with that. And I always use the example of my friend Dahlia the monkey. She is a partner on Twitch and she gets like a hundred viewers a stream on average and she streams directly from her playstation 4 
straight from the console no fancy overlays no fancy alerts she uses like her headset microphone kind of like this one nothing super fancy at all but it's her personality and her community and her vibe that people come for and they don't come to see cool raid alerts and cool you know sub things and and all of this stuff like she kind of focuses on the most important things and that's her content herself her community you know her emotes every like the core things she does really 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 well and she absolutely nails it um i really really agree with that and i do think that if people out there want to want to stream it's something that kind of drives me crazy a little bit all over twitter when people are like i really want to stream but i'm saving up my money and maybe in like three or four months i'll have the camera and stuff to be able to do it if you got a, like a playstation 4 or an xbox or like a, a really inexpensive pc you probably have what you need to just be able to get started it's not going to be like super top tier but it's going to get you started and give you an experience on Twitch or give you an experience creating content um, on platforms and you'll see if you like it. And then if you like it, maybe some of those donations or subs you can use to get like a $50 microphone. Maybe you could get a $50 webcam. Maybe you could get like a $100 capture card. And a lot of these pieces can be bought individually over time and you can slowly level up. It's like the journey is almost more, I, I would say the journey from very entry level level streamer kind of design to professional that whole journey through there is really enticing and a lot of viewers love to see the growth of it whereas if you just start streaming day one and you got the fancy lights the fancy microphone the fancy camera everything is super fancy there's not many places to go you know you're kind of already at the peak of of all the quality stuff so there's not as much of that room to grow I would say yeah, yeah, I agree. And we were talking about it, right? Like me looking at you when you were last year and then comparing you to how your setup is now. Like, as you said, if that person already has everything that, that they want, all the fancy gear and whatnot, how do they grow from that? And how do the, uh, how do the viewers, like, somehow see your journey? Right. To, to get, like, all these fancy uh, things. And... It's actually quite nice. Do you know some people they have the um when you shout out then they will have like the clips oh, yeah. uh of of that in in their screen and um sometimes I get like oh god damn the the old old clips where yes. I don't even have my own webcam. Uh then I'm like wow I did that. Right, right. <laughs> there was that one point of time where that happened where I was just playing a game. There wasn't even a, a, a webcam. It was just my my voice and people were there for it. And it's wow, it's mind blowing. And the, and the growth through that is is incredible to see, honestly. So yeah, and I would tell people like if you think you need to save up that money for the webcam or the fancy mic, you can go on saturated categories on Twitch. You can go to Fortnite or Apex Legends or Call of Duty Warzone or Minecraft, or whatever. Scroll all the way down till you see those zero, one, two, three streamers, and you're gonna find somebody with a five thousand dollar PC and a Sure SM7B microphone and a fancy camera. You're gonna see somebody with an even crazier setup than like the one that I have streaming to zero or one or two viewers because your microphone your camera your lights none of that matters if you don't have that personality there that attracts people and if all you're doing is just playing video games zoned out you look like you're 
asleep pretty much playing video games and you're not interactive you're not bringing anything else to the table aside from a fancy setup people are just going to click away and go to the person streaming from their playstation 4 who is really exciting and loves to talk and loves to ask questions and loves to get people in discord and play games in discord and have movie nights and and really make it an experience for everybody yeah yeah i agree i even i uh, when you mentioned that i actually just remember i have a friend who um all he does is uh, he calls it boring educational streams, <laughs> where he, he plays um, Black Desert. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. That I is also so. an MMO. Okay. And it, he's very like, um, maybe like min-maxing that like he tries to get, uh, or at least educate people who ask. Um, as a wizard, his, his class is a wizard, what do they need to do to get better, like better attacks or better crit rate or whatever it is? I don't, because I don't play uh, Black Desert, I don't actually know what they're talking about. But a lot of people come in and it's, it's, oh, it's amazing. And he doesn't even have a cam. It's just him talking. And it's his, as you say, not only it's the uh, is the education that he he's bringing onto the table, but it's also his personality. Because there's when there's trolls, he plays with them. Oh yeah, those are the best. <laughs> and I I love that. I can't be one of those people when people start trolling me. I I would just break down and cry. But I love seeing him like just roast them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roast them, like just uh, obliterate them. It's, it's always so fun. And he does it in a very um, nonchalant way. So he, there's no like, there's no like screaming, there's no like shouting at these people. He just like, just instantly roasts them and it's, ah, oh, it's the best thing ever. I love it. I love it. It's kind of like those videos you see on YouTube of like the, the, some, like a spam caller calling somebody and then they're like, able to hack into the spam caller and get information on them and play around and mess with them those are awesome to watch <laughs> yeah i love it shout out big and shiny my my dear dear friend so i know we did talk a little bit earlier about like some of your favorite aspects of streaming on twitch conversely though what is something you do not enjoy about streaming on twitch carrion i think this might be something that you also feel as well but I kind of don't like backseating. Oh, yeah. I don't like... Um, okay, this is also part of me growing up, where, you know, you are, at least in in my environment, uh, like, I'm female, and uh, it's always the, like, the men, they try to, like, tell you what to do, or what you're doing is wrong, or you should do this this way, not that way, even though it's working, you know, the way that I'm doing is working, but no, you got to do it this way. I I hate it. I yeah. hate it. And I still hate it now. So that's why I honestly, I don't like backseating. Um, so, but I don't vehemently say no backseating as well, because sometimes I want help. <laughs> right. But, yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, it's nice for like, uh, especially longtime viewers, like they know my personality. So they know like, uh, she's stuck. I know she needs a hint, so I'm gonna give her a hint. But it's not everyone who can like make it um, very um, not to say. Um, how do I say it? Like mixed up. So it's not really like look at the chair, or it's not really like look at go to that door. But it's more like 
Hmm, I wonder what that chair in right in the middle of the room is doing. Like a nudge? You know, I like that one better. Yeah, right. like a little <laughs> nudge, like a little, hey, look at that. Right. And then, and then you're like, ah, oh, this, this is so obvious. Why did it go over my head? I like those better. But it's hard for you to like actually say it. Um, and also some people, it's up to people's interpretations as well. Some people would say, oh, that what she's saying is no back skidding. Right. But what I'm actually trying to say, just, 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 just small hints, just, just a little bit. And only when, when you see that I'm struggling. So, right. um, yeah, but like full on especially i think in dark souls or like bloodborne the, the the community loves to do it which um is not a bad thing and um sometimes it it sort of like because i played bloodborne as well on stream and it, it led to some funny parts but i just don't like it when um i'm doing this thing and then someone's like oh you missed that thing go back and and do that i'm like no i'm here just right right if i missed it i missed it that's fine <laughs> right, right um what else i think yeah i think backseating is like is one that i really really don't like but um oh <laughs> being like okay if i as a viewer i go to this uh, stream and then the streamer is someone who wants backseating and then the uh true conversation whatever they know that i know this game that i've played this before and then they're like hey carrie and how do i do this and i'm like uh, yes i played this game but um sometimes i don't even remember my own name so are you really <laughs> gonna ask me how to do this right <laughs> i think there's also a sense too where like, like they should pro most people should probably try to like at least attempt to figure out a puzzle or attempt to figure out a boss and then maybe after a couple tries be like maybe don't give me the exact answer but maybe give me a nudge or like a little tip and then i'll try a couple more times and then once they get like the really frustrated then somebody be could be like okay here is like a good tip for you try this exactly exactly i feel that so uh that's what I normally try to like say whenever, especially because I do a lot of like first playthroughs. So yeah. it's like a first experience. And I, and I feel like most of the, at least the regulars who come in, they, even if they haven't played the game before, they want to see this like pure un, um, yeah. unspoiled experience. Right. Trying to like figure out, be it a puzzle, be it a boss, just let's just be frustrated together and it's all right unless i you know I, unless i get upset <laughs> right it's like the rage quit moment is where the good like the big tip should come in but yeah mostly just i feel the exact same way like as i'm playing through dark souls 3 i've noticed there's a lot of backseating and it's very uncomfortable to an extent and i usually try to tell people hey like stop backseating and um yeah it, it's kind of different where it's it's more of a a slight nudge or you know trying a boss a couple times and struggling and then maybe somebody's like what if you tried your shield possibly or maybe you should try a different shield that gives this effect or maybe your rings could you know maybe look at them again and try some different rings like that's one thing but when somebody's like do this dodge this way dodge go this way equip this weapon use this attack that's when it's like that, then why don't you play the game? What's the point in me playing the game if you're just going to give me the answer, you know? Exactly. I like how uh, I'm quite oblivious when people actually 
give me hints. <laughs> I like it when when I actually figure it out. They're like, oh, that's oh. what they meant. <laughs> Sometimes just goes right over the head, right? <laughs> exactly, especially if you're um, if you're chatting while playing the game, and you're ch you're chatting, you're talking about something else that's not the game, and then suddenly you're talking about dolls. I'm like, right, dolls. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Carrion. Um, I'm sorry, what were we gonna say? No, 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 no. Go on. Um. So I do have two final big questions for you, my friend. Um, one of the last ones I got for you is one that I usually ask everybody and I always love hearing everyone's answer for it. What does streaming mean to you, my friend? What does streaming mean to me? It's really um, it's just hanging out with friends. I know there are some people who, who use like streaming as sort of like um they want to build an audience they're, they're trying to like maybe practice trying to be um what do you call that like a dj or like you know just presenting yourself to to an audience but i just feel like it, it's, it's it's sort of akin to you ask your friends to come to come to your house to come over and let's play a game together and even if it's only like a single player game because let's say you might just have one uh one controller but you have like five or ten friends over and we're all like oh this is amazing and then some of them know this game so they're like oh i can't wait for you to get to this part I'm like what part i don't know what part <laughs> i to me that's that's really that's what it is is um and if it stops being that way, if it turns out to be something else, um, then we'll see if I like it or not. Uh, I have also tried doing crafting streams. I'm not sure if you're from, you've yeah. like seen them. I honestly want to go back to it. It's just um, <laughs> my phone died. Well, not not really died. It's the software that I'm using to project the uh, the camera on my phone to OBS. It's not really that stable. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to like. You know gather funds to to get a replacement for that instead but um i honestly like doing that as well it's sort of a like um like i mentioned this to zach a long time ago i didn't really i wasn't really comfortable with like just chatting segments i needed to have something to do to get my mind off my nerves because i'm always nervous <laughs> and like crafting is so like nonchalant to me i can just like do it without even like looking and i think that is like the easiest way for me to do like a just chatting like it can be two to three hours we can just talk and while i'm doing this and then we'll put on some like really an ambiance and nice music and then we can just chill and relax and we can just talk and even if i don't make progress in um the craft it's fine we we, we get to talk we get to do this and um Hopefully, I get to finish off my project uh, within the within the time frame. Because uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually making a wedding present for my friend. Ooh. But guess what? She's already married. <laughs> Thought that counts, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's really funny because I did it once before for another friend. Uh, this is similar pattern but it's uh it's slightly different it's from the same uh artist as well but because at that time 
I managed to do it before my friend's wedding and I presented it to her when she did the the reception. So that was amazing. And then my friend right now, who's like, who I'm doing it for, she saw it and she's like, yes, I want that when I get married. I want the same, I want I want that. I want the experience. I want to see Karen do this. And then she gives it to me and it's going to be the best thing of our lives. Um, but yeah, because the pandemic came and um, she she sort of like bumped it, bumped the date up so that just in case there's a lockdown or anything, she she does it so that she is able to get married, mm, uh, which sense. is fine. Even yeah. if even if she it was the original time, I wouldn't have gotten it finished. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but yeah, it's life and and busy and all that kind of stuff. And I'm so grateful that she's okay with it. But yeah, I definitely want to like make sure that it's pristine that it's perfect and presented to it and then we're just gonna be happy it's amazing i love doing this for my friends um and i've like i've already actually like uh jotted it down so this person i'm gonna do this um pattern for her this other person i'm gonna do this pattern for her i'm just waiting for them to like where's the invite (laughs) and then if there's no invite that's fine it's just something in my head (laughs) <laughs> it's just the thought that counts right yeah yeah it's definitely it's it's something because um they're friends from my university and okay. I, I had a totally different experience from uh in primary school compared to high school compared to university and i will say that uh primary school and university were the highlights whereas um high school was not so going from you know something that gave me a bad experience to something that gives me a really positive a, the best experience and we became such close friends i really wanted to like in one sort of physical way shape or form i wanted to give something back and i thought you know what um wedding presents would be nice um because it's not even about me right it's about my friend and her and their partner right um and it's just something uh, I know. I don't know. It's it's something common that uh, people do who are in like cross stitch crafting to to do those kind of stuff. But I thought this is gonna be special when if they like sort of uh, decides uh, decide to like frame it or something or put it on their wall. Then maybe even if we're not close friends anymore because they have families and whatnot, at the back of their mind, Karen did that, and I appreciate my friendship with her. I really want that. I think that's really, really cool. And I think that is essentially just a big part of Twitch is bringing everybody together and bringing the community together and sharing aspects of yourself and your talents, whether that's drawing or cross stitching or music or bringing these elements of yourself to a a wider audience and to more people and just really share who you are with your community. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think like, as well um like there's a lot of people playing games on twitch yeah um going down to it there's there's a lot of malaysians who also play games on switch uh, on twitch going down a little bit more are there any malaysians who do crafting there might be some you know some drawing some uh, other forms of craft but um i rarely see i rarely see that and then plus um i'm also muslim so um there's also that aspect of me where um i do share from time to time like uh and i love how i share i just like oh guys did you know that uh muslims actually like da 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 
and then some people they're like wow i never knew that and i just like to share these different different aspects of me i i not only play games i also stitch i not only stitch i'm also sharing like the malaysian aspect of me i'm also sharing like the muslim aspect of me and this all of this mixed in together that is what you get carrying and that is something like if i were to be doing on um let's say youtube i won't show that side of me i won't show that this this part of me that i want to show even enough on tiktok or anything else but because twitch is live you might know you might not know what what happens like who comes in or what uh, conversations are brought to the board and there's no like censorship of unless you yourself censor yourself right um but yeah that's i think that's a good way to like share things that maybe not everyone know about um like especially like about muslims or like even um cultural issues within malaysia itself that you know people from not uh not from the region know i think that that's there's something that i can bring to the board that is uh unique to myself and my experiences it really is just bringing your culture and your food and your religion and your your ideology and your favorite games and just bringing everything together into this one center and that is who you are but carrion zeph everyone else out there we're all just a a combination of our influences and our our environments and that's who makes us who we are yeah final question for you carrion where can Hit all me. Where can all of our viewers and listeners connect with you online, my friend? So I'm on uh, mainly if you want to connect with me on social media, I am on Twitter. That is uh, at Carrion underscore Rowie. Uh, links will be in the description, I feel. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere. Yes. So, um also if you want to check out my live streams i'm on twitch.tv slash carrion um i stream four times a day a week four times a day <laughs> four times a week uh, i i started from time to time it happens but i try to catch myself <laughs> If, if if you like the podcast, if you think I'm um, at least interesting in one in any shape, way, or form, uh, come by, come drop by, and uh, definitely, definitely hit that follow button or subscribe button on YouTube for Zeph, because this is a great man. He is an amazing, amazing person. I truly, truly, um, honestly, you've changed how I view on certain aspects as well, and. I would definitely not trade this experience for anything else, Seth. You're amazing. So, Uno Reverse. <laughs> Uno Reverse right back at you. Thank you. That really... Oh, it's the it's the your breathtaking meme just right back at you 100%. Because, yeah, meeting you and, and having this conversation and, and just being able to, to get to know you over the past year and a half has been an absolute life-changing experience. And I really do hope we get to meet in person one day and grab some delicious food and just get to hang out and, and just chat about why Aerith is the best. <laughs> she is the best. She is the best. No one can tell me otherwise. And... um i honestly yes definitely uh i've been thinking about like i used to always think like what will what what does like if i were to go to that a, a region what does it offer what what is that that is unique now like zef golden owl 
freaking pink breezes i have so many friends in that region of course i want to go and oh this is so amazing i i i look forward to once it can happen and it's um easy to do so and it's the world is not scary anymore but yeah definitely definitely i you will definitely be the first person i reach out to zav 100 percent. i cannot wait for the day carrie in um everybody Thank you all so much for listening and watching this week's episode of the Zephcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to smash that beautiful like button for the almighty YouTube algorithm. It really does help the channel out a lot. And if you uh, want to see more of your favorite content creators, streamers, and podcasters in the near future, don't forget to subscribe. It's absolutely free to do so. And we'll be having even more exciting content coming up soon. Thank you all again so much for watching. Zephyr's XP, Carrion, and I'll catch you all in the next one, my friends. Much love, everybody.